In the distance, I see a shining light. In the sky, I met the maker. When we survive this lovely life, what will begin to make it end? When we survive this lovely life. Welcome to the IDP Show. I'm your host, Josh Raymer, joined in the So Shack tonight. On my right, Adam Markham. On my left, Bobby Reynolds. Gentlemen, how are we this evening? Doing very well, Josh. Cracked you a good beer right before the uh, Sir, intro kicked off. Tried to get it in, but uh, apparently I didn't. <laughs> yeah, we were unmuted at that point, Bobbo. Yeah, There's no hiding it. I, I loved it. I hey, loved it. We got some beautiful weather. You got out and do any disc golf here recently? I played today. Look about uh, what time is it? About an hour ago. Look at you. It was a rough day. Where'd you play? Uh, Kyriakis. Ran leagues, a little putter only round. Uh, just to do something different. You know, uh, I don't know if y'all have ever played a putter only round. I know you've definitely never played a putter only round. I've only mm. ever played with you. So, so. A putter putter is essentially like a, it's like the thicker of the, um, like the Frisbees. Like it doesn't go as far you know, catches a lot of wind. So it makes it harder. It makes it kind of evens the playing field a little bit for everybody. You, you know, you're not always throwing everything so hard. But, yeah, it's a good night in Kentucky, man. I'm loving this summer. Even with the wind coming through and everything today, the clouds are really cool. Corn's popping up in rows. Love to see it. It's been a great summer. Summer's by far the best. Oh, yeah. I'm a fall guy. Yeah, I But this too. summer's been nice too. because it's not been as hot. Summer yeah. and fall both just crush. Yeah. You got the football stuff with fall, so that's amazing. Obviously. You have easy access to a pool, so that definitely helps. Yeah. Golf is, is yep. great in the summertime. Yep. Twilight not, rounds are amazing. Not a pool boy, though, but I do agree with you. It hasn't been, like, as hot. I yeah. know, like, Arizona and Texas have been, Ooh, like, pretty miserable, yeah. but Kentucky's been all right. Shout 80s. out to Young King. Stay inside, yeah. Young King. Don't go, don't go out into the desert where these people are trying to be there when the Thermometer hits 138 degrees. Sure, sure. Don't do that. So let's uh, let's revisit. I don't know if Adam knows. I'm sure he listened to the little snippet pod, but uh, Bucky's times two in the right. last week or so. We made a, we, It took about a week for Bobby to be converted. He just couldn't stand it. That's it right. Was, it was meant to be. It was meant to be. I got the, uh, the brisket on the way down with the apple pie, and uh, the apple pie was freaking fire. The brisket was okay. I will say it was a little fatty for my liking, but the buns were pretty awesome. Um were you in there when they pulled the brisket out and, and had it on the board? Chopped it all. They yelling. Brisket on the board. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It gives you chills up your it spine. It does give you chills, <laughs> boy, I tell you. But uh, I didn't come through early enough to get the breakfast. I was a little bummed. We came back up through Atlanta. Shout out, Kyborg. I almost messaged you. Just be like, hey. Wanna <laughs> you want to hang? Get, come to the gas station <laughs> and hang here. out. Want to meet at Bucky's in Atlanta? <laughs> oh, I'm not weird. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I don't remember where we were coming back up through. We went to the Chattanooga um, Aquarium. Yes, to very the, good uh, aquarium Not there. the freshwater side. We went to the ocean. We had to see the sharks. Pretty epic. Pretty epic. Chattanooga is a great little spot. We did our anniversary there last year. Ooh, great city. Um, yeah, great city. Very underrated. Mm-hmm. Aquarium Zoo is a great place to take the kids. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just did it recently. Even the, the, the one-year-old loved it. Just face all over the glass. I'm sure the workers love that. Oh, sure. yeah. Which, which zoo did you guys go to? Uh, Nashville. Nashville nice. Zoo is awesome. Mm-hmm. It's a good, we, good spot. A lot of shade trees there. Good spot. I, so, and now I know for next time, you can bring your own cooler in there. Oh, yeah. Wow. Get bring absolutely, your own brews in there, Get baby. absolutely ripped and fall sure. into the monkey enclosure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Just end up on someone's TikTok. Hey, if you're going to do it, might as well be a little sauced up. That's right. I feel it. 
Maybe I'll help you get through a day with your kids. Gotta have uh, it. We love our kids. What now. have you been doing? How's yeah, your kids? Blessed. Yes, we are hashtag so blessed in the Raymer household She's because uh, baby McLean is sleeping like the dead. So we are very, very thankful for that. Every night, sleeps through the night. So Dude. We are we are not sleep deprived zombies. So that's, that. that's the most important thing. If you could just sleep, you'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I think they like, just sense that you're like, okay, this guy's yeah. got a handle. He's on not this. freaking yeah. out. That yeah. first one was like, something's up with these two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> tell these two to chill. It's like you wonder what babies are thinking and trying to tell you. They're just trying to tell you to chill. Yeah. Out, bro. Uh-huh. These uh-huh. two are scaring me. Yeah, they are too tightly wound. <laughs> they keep standing over me all the time. Yeah. They're like right in my face. It's like, back up, man. You wonder why I'm looking at you cross-eyed You're right in my grill. Yeah. It's probably terrifying being a baby. It probably is. A lot of things. You know, they startle all the time. Yeah. That's like so cute, though, when they're sleeping and they startle. <laughs> <laughs> it is. The little things that you we love about our kids. Oh, me. Well, speaking of things we love, let's talk some IDP as well, boys. We have a... Awesome jam-packed episode. If you want news, if you want training camp updates, this is the episode for you. We are literally only going to go, only going to do training camp news, and we're going to go team by team and do it. The roster construction talk that we had mentioned on the last episode, Addy is going to do that as a YouTube vidya. So look forward to that tonight. You are just getting your news fix. So, fellas, what do you say we jump right into it? Mm-hmm. Start things off in the AFC West. Like I said, we're going to go team by team. Arn pulled out all the important notes. Now, let's start with one of the players you've been hyping up this offseason, Tyree Wilson. He hasn't practiced since the Raiders drafted him. He continues to rehab a foot injury he suffered last November. He's currently on the non-football injury list. McDaniels didn't give a timeline for his return, but said he's not worried about his status this season. Does this worry you at all? No. We kind of figured this was going to be the case. I mean, the guy did have surgery. So, yeah, this is just part of the process. That's what happens when you get injured. you got to have surgery. you got to take some time to heal and get your get your foot right. So, yeah, everyone calm down. It's going to be fine. It's okay. It's just practice. Yeah. yeah well, uh, obviously, we'd love for him to be out there. We'd love for him to be learning and stuff, but it's okay. I mean, we, he's, he's in a situation where – uh, it's going to be nice for him, I think, to kind of get eased in like that, you know. I think he probably, I don't say probably, he might start the season on the pup. So that is something to keep in mind. That's fine. I don't think if anyone does, was, we, we weren't yeah. suggesting anyone draft this guy in redraft. You're probably not starting Tyree Wilson if you've got him in like Dynasty the first month of the season anyway, because we yeah. just need to see it. So if he misses the first four games going on pup, that's okay. Now, he definitely did have one of the better opportunities to kind of, you know, get some usage early on in the season just because that the depth there behind Chandler Jones is pretty non-existent. So there was opportunity, but this isn't necessarily a bad thing, I yeah, don't think. Just nah. take your time, rest up. It's a bad defense, though. 100%. Speaking of bad defense, they hosted former Pro Bowl linebacker. I like how that's in there. Jalen Smith for a workout last week. Um, I got to thinking about uh, a former Giants linebacker as well, Blake Martinez. Have y'all seen mm. that he was banned off the Pokemon yeah, like, like exchange up to, platform? Up to no, like I remember seeing like a story about him like two weeks ago. Like, what this guy yes. is crushing it. Yeah, and then, he's, and then the two weeks later, it's like he is in some major trouble. Immediately canceled. Trending uh, on Twitter or on the Sleeper. Then he was trending. Yeah, back. I was yeah. like, oh look at Blake Martinez. He's found his passion yeah. after football with Pokemon cards, and turns out he was scamming everyone. So mm, yeah. Hate to see it. Way to go, Blake. Yes, but Jalen Smith, um, not worried. We'll talk a little later when we get to Philadelphia about them signing some linebackers. 
it's still going to be Double D and mm, Robert yeah. Big Bob Spillane there. Yeah, it's like one of those things you just monitor throughout the season. If there's an injury to one of those guys, you know, that's and, when that's what it's going to take for Jalen Smith yep. to be relevant. What's happening right now is teams are seeing areas of weakness with their backups, with their draft picks, and they're saying, okay, let's get a little bit of veteran depth in here. Uh, we saw, you know, John Johnson the third signed back in L.A. Uh, we talked, you know, Philadelphia signed a couple linebackers. This is going to start happening more and more. Justin Houston today. Yep, Justin Houston, Deion Jones. It's their people are shoring up their rosters now that they actually get a look at these guys yeah. in padded practices and scrimmages. And it's not setting up well for McDaniel's. That team's going to be bad again this year, and then people are going to be clamoring for him to maybe lose his job. Yeah. So I don't know. It's like that team's gonna be bad. I'm telling you, yeah. it's 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 like Both sides feels the like ball. the bottom is gonna fall out. And the division's awesome. Yeah, I mean the like, AFC's awesome. The Broncos should be better with Sean Payton. I, I think mean, they'll be pretty solid. I think they could be eight or nine wins. That feels yeah. that feels about right. Maybe no Josh Jacobs. He's yeah. like the only RB that's kind of still firmly holding out. So. We'll see what that looks like. So you just ship everybody off if you're McDaniels and just say, look, we're rebuilding. Yeah. You, we, you can't yeah, judge us for being bad. Can't fire me now. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, another beloved IDP DB from the Raiders, Nate Hobbs. Uh, he said, I'm ready to go whenever I need to. Corner, nickel, I'm just trying to help the team. He said he does like playing in the slot where he's moved back to in camp thus far. Allows him to use his instincts. Um, I love Nate Hobbs. He's probably mm. my second, third favorite target. Of course, Max, Triple X, Crosby, Divine Diablo, Nate Hobbs, I would say. Yeah. Pecking order there for Raiders IDPs. Yeah, I think so. The problem is everyone loves Nate Hobbs. That's yeah. right. Well, yeah. you know. the, the Nate Hobbs train has picked up steam. It's this, true. This will not help either. You know, more of the slot usage. Uh, we're talking about how bad of a defense they are, which means they're going to play. I mean, that team's going to be bad, so they're going to play more snaps, I think. Um, Nate Hobbs is going to be He's going to be really good this year. As long as he can stay healthy, he's going to be really, really good. Yeah. So one, one final note on Tari Wilson. How much do you boys have of him in best ball? I have. A, I think I have a one or two shares. Do you have a lot? Zero. I have zero. Nine. Zero. Yeah. Maybe, Again, just not in on him for we we uh, we know about the foot stuff, and then just it's going to take him a little bit. Stuff. I think. Yeah. It was a foot, right? Yeah. But just okay. the way you said it made it sound like yeah. he was into feet or something. Yeah. yeah. He might be. Yeah. No judgments here. Yeah. No judgment. Whatever you're into. Uh, all right. Let's talk Chiefs. Babo, sure. I think our most popular short this offseason was about Drew Tranquil mm-hmm. landing in Kansas City. Ooh, well, more Tranquil shorts. More Tranquilizer shorts uh, coming up, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been dropping them every day, folks, so make sure you're following us. YouTube.com slash at the IDP show. Tranquil mm-hmm. Minute. That's right. Tranquil has been, uh, been holding strong as our most popular short. So where has he been lining up? Everywhere. He has played all three linebacker roles throughout camp and has been seen playing sub packages with Nick Bolton. He might not be a starter, but that snake, Spagnolo has spent much of camp experimenting with Tranquil, using him as the top backup with the green dot, the defender who shares the initial play call and any pre-snap adjustments with his teammates. I think Drew Tranquil might be a sleeping giant this season for IDP. We've been saying it all along. Mm-hmm. That's the LB2 you want. And, I mean, value-wise, that's... That's the linebacker you want in Kansas City. I mean, because he's being completely slept on at this point. Like, you can get this guy. as like, well, what's the what's – the, uh, I'll pull up the ADP. I think he's in the 40s, though. Yes. And, I mean, you know, if he does end up getting 70 to 80% of the snaps, I mean, good God. He's going to ball. He's going he's gonna to average 13 to 14 points per game. I don't know that it will be clear to start the season. 
But I think if there's an injury, say Willie Gay misses some time, I could see Drew Tranquil grabbing a hold of that spot and not letting Willie Gay back on the field. I like Tranquil. He's a leader. He's a heady guy. I think he's going to do just fine there in Kansas City. I'm sorry. I misspoke. He is LB53 right now. Yeah, it's stupid. Let's mm. see where – I bet Willie Gay is probably above him. Yep, yeah. he's 48. And then our boy, the bus scaler, Leo Chanel, is uh, – let's see. He's down here at LB79. Yeah. So you can see the pecking order. People like Nick Bolton, then Willie Gay – then Drew Tranquil, then Leo Chanel. No. I, I think, honestly, I read this today driving down the road, and it got me to thinking, like, I think it's really just an embarrassment of riches is essentially what it is. You forget that these teams do not care about our IDP points. They care about winning football games. And if you're the Chiefs, you don't care about necessarily winning week 1 through 10. You care about winning week 10 through 20, you know, because they're going to be in the postseason. They want to have their guys healthy, and they want to have people that are available in case Nick Bolton gets hurt, in case – you know, Willie Gay gets hurt. In case Leo Chanel, there's actually been a little bit of buzz out, out from him, I think, um, this offseason. So, I don't know. I, I see it more as this team is just using linebackers in a rotational aspect probably this year. I think Bolton is still going to be the green dot. I think he's the one that stays on the field. But I do think the other three will be a much more rotational yep. pattern than we have been used to in the last couple of years. Even the DBs there could be the same also. Mike yeah. Edwards, Justin Reed supposedly has gotten a more firm grasp of the defense at this point. Brian Cook. Brian Cook's yep. still there. Yep. So Darius Sneed. It's a great team. It's Are a you, great team, and Spagnuolo knows that he's got a bunch of good guys that he can uh, – it's a great signing in Tr- Tranquil. Why not go get a guy like yep. that? Yep. It's a good contract for them. Add to a strength. Yep. It's going to be difficult for the Chiefs here in the next year or so, though, because Willie Gay is going to walk. They're not going to be able to afford him and Nick Bolton. I feel like Nick Bolton is the guy that they probably keep, but maybe not. Maybe they can't afford Bolton. feels like a Shaq Leonard, Bobby O'Karake situation where yeah. Shaq, a.k.a. Nick Bolton, stays, and they let Willie Gay walk. Yeah, yep. it feels that way. So let's keep it rolling, though, and talk about another rookie edge rusher. Felix Anaduke Uzama received a handful of reps with the first-team defense Friday, a first for him in camp in the 9-on-7 period. And a DK Uzama struggled at the point of attack at times against left tackle Donovan Smith. We know FAU is going to have some opportunity uh, this season opposite of George Karloftis. But, um, I mean, this is to be expected. I would be shocked if we weren't hearing, you know, rookie edge rusher struggling, you know, with X, you know, spin moves or stunts or power or whatever the case might be. These guys are going up against grown men, offensive linemen. Uh, that Chiefs offensive line is great. So if he's getting first team reps against that line, I'd expect this guy to struggle. Yep. Yep. It's going to take some time. But yeah, I mean, massive opportunity for FAU. Um, and he had a lot of fans, you know, in, in, in our little IDP world. So um, yeah, I, I expect him to be someone that uh, has a pretty solid year and, and, and someone that we're all excited about going into year two. Mm-hmm. Was there a, a Kansas City injury? Did somebody get hurt, another edge rusher for them? Uh, well, Aminahue got mm-hmm. suspended. That's what it was, yes. Okay. Frank Clark's gone, you know. Yep. So, I mean. Dunlap's not back. It's I could see them maybe bringing somebody in they'd if be, the money's right. Yeah. Clowney. Uh, sure, yeah. They Robert could do that. Quinn. You know, somebody yeah. that's kind of still hanging around. They do that. Kind of known for that. 
Yeah. Let's keep the rookie train rolling. I love it. Chargers camp. We are talking about Dayon Henley. He has been impressing in camp, especially in coverage where he looks fantastic. No surprise given this guy's background. He had two pass breakups and his two reps showing good feel and instincts and reading routes and breaking on the ball. However, he's still firmly entrenched. This was interesting behind Kenneth Murray at this point while Murray with Murray Manning, the second LB role beside Eric Kendricks. Do we think that Murray holds on to this LB2 job, though? You never know. I mean, I have him keeping up with his offseason. I mean, you hope that he, he he knows where he stands. He knows what he probably has to do. I mean, he, he saw them draft a, a linebacker that was coming for his job. He knows they brought in Eric Kendricks. not like they didn't address the room. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, if he's, uh, you know, if he wants to get playing time there in, in L.A., he's going to have to have, you know, worked his ass off this offseason and make a huge change. So, I mean, is he good enough, though? I don't think he I is. I don't think he is either. No. Mm-hmm. I think this feels like a situation where he holds off Dayon Henley until the bye, mm-hmm. and then we see this guy get put on the shelf. Yeah, I mean, we talked a lot going into some of our rookie drafts about the IDPs and how Will Anderson is one that we trust and then maybe one of Campbell or Sanders. But aside from that, I'm still, regardless of training camp information, tempering my expectations on – FAU, Tyree Wilson, Dayon yes. Henley. I mean, just we could list all the guys that we're going to talk to. We've tonight. learned our lesson. Exactly. All of them, really. Yeah. Outside of Will. I'm, in, I'm excited about Will Anderson. Yeah. I would but feel comfortable starting Will Anderson right out the gate. I think so, too. But outside of him, That's I don't. That's probably it. I don't, even Jack Campbell, you know. Nope. Yep. Unless we see him getting, like, clear first-team run, I think it's going to be Porn Thor. Alex Anzalone probably as the LB1 yep. for Detroit to start out, but. Week one, I'm not throwing Campbell in my starting lineup. Nope. No. I need to see that first. Let's just wait and see. Like Johnny the Greek always says, don't get cute. Just right. start your studs. Yeah. Like, let's, not, let's not get crazy here in week one of the season. First couple weeks are like that. Yeah. Well, you ask about Murray. He had one of the best defensive plays of the day in 11-on-11. First down spiller handoff. He shot through an inside gap. Tackle for loss. He's looked much more comfortable in run defense in camp. Uh, this is from Brandon Staley, the head coach. You've seen more playmaking. You've seen the physicality. You've seen the speed that I think you guys have seen at times, but now you're seeing it a lot more consistently. Mm-hmm. He's having a very quality camp for us. You've seen it at times. Sure. Kenneth Murray can be a decent quarterback at times. He can have the pop plays. It's just that in IDP, he's not going to be one of these guys that goes out and puts up 12 tackles. You know, he's just a big play, a wow kind of guy if you're actually watching them on TV. But then he can just kind of disappear for a while. Um, I don't see this as much different from last year, aside from maybe the, you know, run defense coverage. Um, I don't know what your all's take is on Kenneth Murray. I'm, I'm, I'm off of him, but I'm not completely ignoring him. Like a guy like Deion Henley, it might take him a while to kind of progress, and Kenneth Murray might be some ugly stats for the year. He's LB75 right now. I mean, so if you want to take a shot, not going to cost you anything. Yeah, it's fine. And Eric Hendricks, exactly like Adam said, like, you know, six months ago, has pretty clearly taken a step back, you know. So Kendricks is not the LB1 in Minnesota that he used to be. So Kenneth Murray is not going to be an LB1. Don't hear me say that. But he might be usable for us this year in IDP. If you want to use him, get him early because I think his yeah. time is, is not. Something happened to Kendricks. Kendricks yeah. is like 32 at this mm-hmm. point, you know. So, I mean, there is that possibility. He's a really good handcuff mm-hmm. regardless. Yeah. Henley, the market likes Henley. He's LB63. So he is the LB2 for the Chargers, at least in the eyes of the market. But again, I like in, in best ball, I don't have Henley anywhere. No, same. I think I have a couple of shares of Henley. I don't think I've drafted hardly any rookies. I maybe I'm, have a, I'm drafting a couple just for the back part of the season. Because I do think some rookies will get some play. 
But yeah, for the most part, it's been go for the vets. Yeah, because we have more certainty with just those too guys. Much, just, yeah, no, I don't want to take any risk yep. at all. And in best ball, though, you kind of got to take a risk every once in a while, where it's like, all right, everybody you do have to differentiate not, your roster. You know, you go just and a grab a, two or three guys. Yeah, in those tournaments and stuff. I'm not going crazy. Yeah, like I'm not going crazy, but I'll sprinkle in, you know, yeah. rookies here and there. Yeah. I mean, I took them in madness. I took Henley, and I took Dorian, um, Dorian Williams. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. We'll talk about Dorian Williams here in a little bit. It sounds like his outlook is dimmed a little bit compared to Henley. Bust. <laughs> exactly. Let's talk about the Broncos, though. The pass rushers are standing out. Frank Clark, Nick Benito, uh, even Jonathan Cooper getting a little bit of love. Um, so we also have a little blurb here about Drew Sanders. Strength was on display during the 11-on-11 period. As wide receiver Michael Bandy was running on the outside, Sanders clotheslined him into the sideline for a loss of yards. So the defense, it sounds like, is uh, having its way with this Broncos offense. There are some pieces that I like there in Denver. Obviously, we love the linebackers, Josie Jewell, Alex Singleton, and then Zach Allen. I'm a big fan of him this season. And I think Randy Gregory is a nice late dart throw. Nick Benito, Jonathan Cooper, not really on my radar. Very excited for Drew Sanders in Dynasty, but not so much for 2023. I think this team, honestly, is pretty cut and dry in terms of who I'm targeting and who I'm not. Yeah, yeah, it's a solid solid defense. And they're always a solid defense. Yep. Justin Simmons, it's someone you didn't mention, but he's a great option for you at safety there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, it is. I mean, it's a... Kind of a weird mix of, yeah, of guys, <laughs> you know? I mean, but I, I do feel like it's probably going to work out okay. Don't I forget, really like Zach Allen a lot. Yeah, don't forget Baron Browning will be back in the mix. He probably starts right. the season on Pup, but he'll be back. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, Broncos always outperform what you think they're going to do, it seems, at least on the defensive side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. It's um, an odd collection of talent, though, Bobo. Yeah, Jonathan Cooper, maybe pay attention to him. He's got a nice little tackle floor at times. He had a couple games of five, seven tackles last year. I think only two sacks. Didn't get a ton of snaps, but I don't know. Maybe a name just to kind of put a pin in. Because if, if for instance, you know, um, you just said his name, Baron Browning is not healthy and doesn't yep. come back, and if they have a couple injuries, you know, he might get a little bit of run there. So we'll He see. is edge 143. So talk about not paying anything for a guy. Mm-hmm. That is definitely $0 you'd have to spend to get Jonathan Cooper on your roster. Let's talk about the AFC South, the Houston Texans. Will Anderson Jr. continues to cause disruption. Anderson's best play of the night came when he rushed up the B-gap to record a sack on C.J. Stroud. The play marked the second consecutive practice. He recorded a sack on the presumed starter under center. I'm not calling for a Micah Parsons type of rookie season. I think Parsons was a maybe a smidge better prospect coming out, but... The advantage that Will Anderson is going to have, it's, I don't think they're playing this guy any at stand-up off-ball linebacker. So I'm viewing them pretty similar. I mean, I... Yeah, I me too. I mean, I've, I've got stars in my eyes right now for Will Anderson. Yeah, same man. I mean, I think it's going to be a, a great season for him uh, immediately. Um, I mean, he was, what, the second overall pick? Uh, third. third overall pick. So, I mean, he already has the draft capital for Michael Parsons. But, I mean, I, I think in terms of talent, those are very similar players, yep. you know? Elite athletes, elite college producers, uh, high motor guys, high character guys. I mean, there's a good chance that that um, Will Anderson like immediately transforms that defense. Yeah, that that building Kinda like Michael Parsons did. That building has juice now, Bobo. You got C.J. Stroud on the offense. You've got Will Anderson on the defense. You've got a new head coach in D'Amico Ryan's. 
It's a new era in Houston. I think this team could be better than we expect. Maybe. Like six or seven wins. It's I'm not solid. talking about like yeah. a 10 win team here. It's a lot of like what, you know, like Christian Harris, what does he become? There's been a lot of buzz about him. A lot looking, of buzz look, about looking Christian decent. Harris. Yep. Yeah. You know, your boy Jonathan Grenard is there. Mm-hmm. Um, they brought in some, I think, decent interior guys, if I remember. Like, didn't they bring like Sheldon Rankins or something yeah. like that? Um, but then, yeah, you know, Perriman, Kirksey, they got some just solid vets. Like, yeah. that, that'll that be a Littleton. solid team. That'll be a fine team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll be a hard out, you know. That's going to be like that's not like a layup. It used, it was a layup last year. I think they won two games, uh, but no, this team will be much improved. I think in twenty twenty three, Henry two o two o made a fantastic read stuffing Damian Pierce the line of scrimmage. He's in a heavy battle for the Mike linebacker spot with the ones against veteran Denzel Perryman, according to Texans cap from over the cap. So right. you called this smoke on our podcast. Yeah, it's smoke. I'm not, I'm not worried Such about smoke. Yeah. I'm not worried about you think, but I'm saying smoke from the, from the point of Perryman over Christian Harris. You think you think Perryman's LB one there to start with? I think one. there's two va- v- uh, viable linebackers, sort of in a Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw type of setup. I mean, that's what we saw D'Amico Ryan's do in San Francisco, so mm-hmm. I expect the same. Now, the question is, which linebacker do you think gets the LB one role and the lion's share of the snaps? I feel like Christian Harris is more of a hundred percent snap type guy, just because I don't think Perriman can do that. And he hasn't really done that. Yeah. He's been more of like a 60 to 80%. Like he's, I think he does kind of struggle in coverage, especially where he, where he is at, you know, now in his NFL career. Yeah. So, um, I do feel like he wouldn't be a hundred percent snap type guy, but it doesn't matter. I mean, if he gets 70% of the snaps, that dude is a tackle machine mm-hmm. and that's plenty. Like he'll still be probably the most productive linebacker, even if he doesn't get a hundred percent. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, that that main gig is there for the taking. Just because I think yeah. that's not paramount at this point in his career. And it seems like Christian Harris is the guy they want to take it. Yeah. I mean the early reports have been saying he's not coming off the field, so And they should. They yeah. should. Let him work through it, you know. This guy, I mean, has talent. He he's also from Alabama, former third round pick. Like let him work through his issues that he's gonna definitely have being a young guy. We see it all the time. Can he rebound from being, I think, the worst-graded linebacker in the NFL last year? Surely. That's going to be the question. Yeah. But he only can do that if he plays. So We're rooting for him to get in the 30s, no doubt. Yeah. (laughs) Get up maybe in the 40s. (laughs) Let's get crazy. Let's get nuts. Wasn't he like 28-something? He was 28, I think. 28.3 or something. Tough scene. Very tough tough scene. scene. Some of my chemistry grades. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I had a couple tests look like that. I don't know about that. Yeah, but it wasn't me. It was Adam. (laughs) I was just trying to make you feel better. Talk about the Titans. Another linebacker that we are more excited about is Aziz Alshair. Keeps earning mentions because he keeps making plays on the practice field. Alshair met Derrick Henry in the backfield on one play, and then he met Hassan Haskins in the backfield on another. How you doing? How you nice doing? To meet Let's you. go get some Derrick Queen after Aziz. this. Alshair was once again around the football all day. Man, it seems like he is about to have himself a season in Tennessee. Sure. Sure, and uh, I think every single person is pegging him to have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another one of these types that everyone just is not shutting up about. Yep, and I I, I respect it. I'm I'm a fan. I think he's going to do great things as well. But um, I'm not sure he's going to be mm-hmm. a value for us. Yeah. I mean, it, it'll yeah. be 33 right now. We're that's getting close. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think he's going to be. I think he's going to outperform that. I think he's... Uh, but are there better values you can find in that range, potentially? 100%. Let's look at who's going around him. So, we have... Um, like a Troy Anderson, potentially. Caden yes. Ellis, potentially. Yeah, so Jordan Hicks goes right after him. 
Jamin Davis, as long as he doesn't go to jail. Yeah. Uh, Divine Diablo, Caden Ellis, Brian Osamoa, Demario Davis, David Long, Shaq Thompson, Quincy Williams, Christian Harris. Well, that's not terrible. Decent yeah. range. I don't mind it. I don't mind him there at 33. I, I, think, just, I just feel like 33 may be uh, a thing of the past. I feel like that yeah. may be in, like rising to like the 20s. Yeah, 23. Yeah, he has been um, – yeah, he's actually – Let's see. He went higher in madness, so that's a good indication. Like compared to his ADP for the entire offseason, he went across those twelve drafts about nine, uh, about eleven spots earlier. Wow! So about a full round ahead. So he was going as twenty-two. Yeah, pretty much. LB I mean, 22. he was he was eighty-six overall, and that's and he was going of. as seventy-five that's overall. In madness. I will say though, keep in mind, and I, th- y'all might hate this take, but Monty Rice had two games, uh, two of the last five games, he had double-digit tackles. He had a twelve-tackle game and a thirteen-tackle game. So Monty like, Rice got to hold off Jack Gibbons. Monty Rice might not be like the best linebacker, but I just don't know that Aziz is really going to put up the stats that we're looking for at LB thirty-three. I think he's a – what we wanted David Long to be there last season, I think Aziz is a better version of David Long. Yeah. I mean, we've seen flashes from Aziz that rival what David Long has done in his time in Tennessee. So, But there just hasn't really been any one good Tennessee linebacker for IDP in the last couple of years. Because Jeffrey Simmons gets a lot of tackles. Harold Landry – Get some tackles. There, Kevin Byard. It's also been a lot of guys Amani that get Hooker. hurt a lot. Think about David Long, Zach Cunningham, Jayon Brown. I mean, there's just been going back three or four years since we started doing this podcast. It feels like every year we're in on another Titans linebacker, and they just get hurt. Aziz and they gets hurt. Aziz gets hurt all the yeah, time too. That is true. You know, so we fall into the same trap. I like him as like a top twenty-four. Linebacker. Yeah. I'm not calling for like an LB one type. If I can of get him as an LB three, I'm I'm in. But yeah. any more than that, like I'm with you. You know, and, and he just continues to rise. Like he could be fool's gold. He's everyone's favorite linebacker yeah. right now. And he, he does have a wide range. Uh, in this range, he has one of the biggest kind of variations of, you know, where his highest pick is and where his lowest pick is. Um, so he's a guy. It looks like um, Jordan Brooks. He has he has a greater variation in where he's being drafted than Jordan Brooks does. Wow. So he's a player that I think – uh, some your you sharper know, league. I mean, yeah, yeah. your sharper leagues are going to be in on Aziz. They're yeah, not, that's not probably the difference. I think it's probably a good litmus test. Yeah, but uh, a lot but of I feel good like buzz. It's kind of cute at this point. Like, I feel like people are like wanting to be the first two Aziz. Yeah, you know. Well, we're starting to see a lot of the content creators like wake up. And that make is true. Their content now, <laughs> Bro, so it's we, like, we, we had him back been, in dog. <laughs> we were drafting him back in February, yeah, and March. Exactly. We enjoyed him then. He yeah. was cheap then. Yeah. Oh yeah. God, yeah. Now it's like sixty. Yeah. And also, we got to talk about this Cam Curl stuff while, while we're here on this Golly. disease stuff. What are we doing? People Woo. be loving some Cam Curl. What are we simping over a DB for? People hot in the pants for Cam Curl. We don't do that, guys. <laughs> we don't do that. Let's see where Cam is going uh, relative to. I don't think I don't think the drafters are really hot in the pants. He's DB fifteen. That's still pretty high. That's a lot. That's pretty high. I, I love him as a top twelve, but I'm not gonna. Are you drafting him? You gonna you gonna you gonna spend a. Uh, I'd have to go look at the old Dynasty Planet to see if I've got him on any of these. Uh, he was a throw-in. I've got him on my XFFL squad. He just got thrown in like a, a salary dump last year. So that's the only share I know for sure I have of him. I'll wait and wait and wait and wait and wait and just grab Derek Forrest and be yeah. plenty happy. Yeah. I do have Derek Forrest higher in my ranks. Do you I really? Will say that. Yeah. Ooh, that's kind of hot take. That is spicy. So, 
I don't know. I like you can get killed. Yeah. You can get killed for that. I don't want to be. I don't want to say that in these streets. Kill him. You want to host the show? Oh no, Lord, not really. But let's look at listen to the guys that Cam Curl is going around here. So a couple spots up: C.J. Gardner Johnson, Jonathan Grenard. Right after Cam Curl, Javon Holland, Alex Anzalone, Richie Grant, Nolan Smith, Odafe Owe. So. You know, he's got an overall ADP of about 137, so that's... Uh, All those safeties a, are the same. All those safeties are the same. 12-round pick. Up, you have to spend up to get him. You have to... And everyone's, like, taking him, like, in, in those best balls. He was going, like, in the 10th or 11th round. And I said this... No. In, I said this the other day in our Slack, and you agreed. He's kind of chinish. He is. He's got that, like, Jeremy Chin, like, kind of cool dynasty upside, but Chin just kind of never got there. And it's like, what's he done that's been so special? Like, yeah. the dude, has he averaged over 13 a game yet, like, in a full season? I don't, I'm not sure. I mean, he might have, but I don't think he's been anything special. Like, we'll, we'll dig more into this, but I've just been seeing him tossed around a lot lately, and some of it by our own folks, and, you know. That's yeah. fine. That's fine. You're about to lose your street cred. <laughs> he did go higher in Madness. He was about 26 spots higher by ADP in Madness See? than he was overall. And that's ADP. with a lot of like Whoa. analysts. But ev- everyone's saying that's their favorite value. What if everyone's round? then it can't be a value. If everyone loves him as a value, he's not a value. <laughs> what round is that? So 111. Yeah. Like 111. Okay. That's like what? Tenth round. Eleventh uh, round. Yeah. Ten ten rounds would be 120 picks. So it's somewhere in that beginning of the tenth round. Eh. That's yeah. pretty rich. No thanks. It's just like there's there's literally like thirty to forty safeties that had that you can talk yourself into having top twelve upside. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't have to be Cam. Well, like there's tons of these types. And it, we have to keep in mind we're talking in a best ball context where the DB pool is massive. I think what I'm talking in any context. Yeah, I'm talking in all contexts. I think you. I think what a lot of people like yes, for Cam Curl and like managed <laughs> leagues is that you have the tackle floor. You look at the tackle rate, and I think that was the case that Varnes was making on John's pod was if this guy stays healthy, if maybe Washington plays a few more snaps, this guy's going to get you 120 tackles. That's nice. I mean, yeah, maybe uh, something to be said for that. Maybe so. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, he would be a candidate for that. But the thing is, there's a, I mean, basically you can say every type of box safety in the league is a candidate for that. Mm-hmm. You know. You heard it here folks. First folks, cancel these two if you're a Cam Crow believer. We were the we were the ones uh with the Jeremy Chen, you know, hate out there. We were one of the only people on the island with that. But the main point is just like we don't simp over the defensive backs ever other than Derwin James or mm-hmm. you know, someone like that. Someone that has been like a That's 15 it. points per game That's producer it. consistently. I mean, otherwise like they, they all just run together. Mm-hmm. DBs are people too, guys. They deserve love. Not 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 of this uh, not, not, not this of this show. <laughs> no, let's not. Let's go back to the Titans though and talk Arden Key. He has made his presence known. He's usually the first guy you hear coming out the door, and he's also been noticeable in practice coming off the edge. Is he on the verge of a breakout season, or is he exposing problems on the O line? Probably the latter. With his effectiveness, Key looks like he's capable of giving the defense a big boost. Twenty twenty three, Adi. I think you originally mentioned Arden Key as a guy to keep an eye on when we were doing like the free agency type of previews. And that was a low key sneaky signing by the Titans and a nice addition along this defensive line. I think they could get big boosts from both Al Shair and from Arden key. I love it. Both like, over from San Francisco, right? Yeah. I like it. Arden key is a versatile piece. I think you can use them inside, use them outside. And then, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a defense that needs another guy on there, you know, outside of Landry and Jeffrey Simmons, uh, D- Danico Autry is solid. 
also a versatile guy and can do a lot of different things. That's kind of a, a, a theme with Tennessee. They have a lot of these guys that can line up all over the place. Even Jeffrey Simmons, bro, you can put him anywhere yeah. on that line. Um, so, yeah, I do like Arden Key. I, they, from everything I've been seeing, uh, he has been tearing it up. And I mean, like, having, like, sacks every single practice. So, I mean, is there maybe that's a speaks to Tennessee's offensive line. Their offensive line, I think, has been it's universally, very like, 32nd on these O-line rankings. It's very bad. But I think we are – uh, I think we can expect Arnke to have the best season of his career. And it uh, definitely is most opportunity of his career, right? Yes. That's what we're looking for. Yes. Edge 55, DL 72, going as 164 by ADP. Mm-hmm. There's That's, your argument for fading defensive line because yep. you can get guys like that. Yep. He's going right around uh, Samson Ebucam, Anthony Walker. Um, so, yeah, I love that value there. Uh, Grover Stewart, Chandler Jones, just some other names in that yep. kind of range. But – I like Arden Key of that bunch a lot, and you mentioned Jeffrey Simmons. I'm just going to read this quote from Jim Wyatt of TennesseeTitans.com. Jeffrey Simmons is still a beast. I could end this with a few names of guys who have flashed, but that would mean I did 10 things without mentioning one of the most dominant players in every practice, Jeffrey Simmons. Not a practice goes by when he isn't wreaking havoc up front. The big guy plays with great effort, and he's been a dominant force who has been nearly impossible to block. I mean, we were already excited about Jeffrey Simmons, but this gets me fired up. Good yeah. lord! Yeah, I love to see it. He's he's a monster, man. He's um, and he's finally getting the the respect he deserves. You know, um, got that huge contract from Tennessee. I like seeing that. But yeah, I mean, he's just continued to get better every single year. Yeah, and, and that's a team that's uh, that Tennessee defense is pretty solid. Yeah, you know, now that we've been talking about, it, it's like that's not bad. It's not a bad defense. Secondary solid. They did they did something cool. They have their um, assistant head coach is going to be the head coach for the first preseason game. Mm. So Vrabel's like letting this guy actually be the head coach so that he could like get some tape as a head coach and maybe get an interview. Cool. Next wow. round. So yeah, and they're I mean I was about to say they're well coached. Yes, I mean, Vrabel. God, it's like I hate the Titans. I hate everything about them, but I respect the hell out of Mike yep. Vrabel. That dude is an is a right up there with Mike Tomlin as far as like those are the coaches I would be taking if I was like starting a franchise with a with a you know and I could pick my head coach. Offensively, they're going to be more troublesome this year than you're going to want them to be. Yeah, you know Traylon Burks looks really good in camp. Now we've got DeAndre Hopkins, your boy Chig. Um, I can't say his last name. Chigakonkwo. There you go. Sorry, I should be able to say that. but Yeah, you uh, say Ogbenia Alcarongo. Right, this right. rolls right off the tongue. But this is probably one of the last like run for it years for this whole group. I think the Derek Titans Henry are always, yeah, they're yeah. always pesky. They're going to be yep. in the mix with the Jags for that AFC South title. But like y'all were saying, with Arden Key against the bad offensive line, um, you know, there's a lot of bad offensive lines in the AFC South right now. The Colts are at a pretty good they're offensive fine. line. They're like middle of the road. Jags are not great, I don't feel like. You know, the Texans don't really have that good of an offensive line. So Hey, a lot of young quarterbacks he gets to go against. Yep. And young quarterbacks get sacked a whole lot. Yes, they do. Look yep. at Justin Fields last year. Mm-hmm. Even when they're mobile. Or the year before. Here's a good Both one. years. So I wrote Both a, years. Yeah. I wrote about Arden Key. I pulled him out of Adams' ranks. This was back in June of this year. Um, Arden Key was around Khalil Mack in your dynasty ranks. Y'all want Arden Key or Khalil Mack more for this season? Arden Key. For this season, Khalil Mack. I think Khalil Mack's due for a bounce back. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like Khalil Mack. I think depending on what you get from Landry, though, I think Arden Key could be this team's primary pass rusher. So that's what gives me hope. Um, You're just betting on – Landry's can, off pup, right? Um, I don't know. I'll have to check. 
I think just, he's practicing. You're just betting on can this guy get to eight to ten sacks? We've seen it time and time again from Khalil Mack. Mm-hmm. And I just think that that team as a whole was just banged up last. No Joey Bosa. You know, we didn't. We never got to really see those guys as the tandem. Yeah. That we wanted to see. So, so Key last year had four and a half sacks on about four hundred and seventy-five snaps. Yeah. So that's decent. Yeah, it's solid. Because he was pretty clearly behind Trayvon Walker and um, Josh Allen. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Landry is practicing. Okay. This was from four days ago. Because I knew they brought Rashawn Gary off. I couldn't remember. Yeah, that's big news. Rashawn Gary. Mm -hmm. Off a pup. And practicing and looking solid. Looking good. Let's talk about another player that has injury concerns, though, for the Indianapolis Colts. For the first time since camp opened, Shaquille Leonard participated in 11-on-11 drills with full pads on. This was the next step in his road to recovery and appears to be continued to inch one step closer to a return. I'm still not in on Shaq. Yeah, Leonard. sounds like a good time to sell. I know. I just love the guy. Would love to have him back for the Colts, but just not planning on him being there the whole season. And yep. if I'm wrong, that's great. Yep. But I just we've seen enough of it at this point that I'm not buying back in. How much Shaq Leonard to this table? Zero in best ball. Like I think I can say pretty definitively zero because he was going as LB six yeah. for most of the offseason. Yeah, zero over here. As His well. ADP corrected, but now it's starting to climb back up. It's gone like this and then dropped, and now it's starting to come back up. Yeah. People can't quit him. That's right. Well, they're lured in by like, well, but what if he's healthy? Mm-hmm. It's that arrested development meme of it. Well, it's never worked for anyone else, but it could work for us. We've seen his peak though. His peak has come and gone. Yep. He's not that dude. Could I he think, be a 150 tackle type guy? Yes, but is he going to get the big splash plays that makes him Darius Leonard? I just don't think so. I don't want to make that bet. I don't want to take that gamble. Yeah. There are other gambles I'd rather take. Like I said, I don't want to be burned twice if Shaq Leonard gets hurt in submarines, the, the Colts, and my fantasy team. The possibility of him getting 150 tackles is so slim. I mean, what is it? Like 50% chance that he plays it's like 15, enough yeah. games to even yep. get to 150 what tackles? Is that, 14, 15 games for Darius Leonard, yeah. probably? No way. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, I'm not seeing it. I, I hope it happens. I would, we, as IDP managers, as a Colts a lot fan, of money. yeah, it's, uh, like you said, probably the reason we're not paying Jonathan Taylor right now is because it's, you got to out after this offseason. Is he, I can double check, but I know he's there for this season. I think there's an out after this season, though. But, uh, Baba, why don't you take this next piece of news? This is a player I always associate with you. Yeah, Jags camp. Let's travel down to Jacksonville. Trayvon Walker has his best day at camp. Uh, They say Walker is likely never going to be a player who shines in one-on-ones. So it probably is time to put that narrative to bed. And while Walker had another so-so day in that regard on Sunday, there is no ignoring how impressive Walker was during team drills with last year's number one overall pick in his best performance of training camp so far. I have heard through the grapevine, that there's been a little bit of motion on that defensive line. That Josh Allen is pretty clearly, you know, the defensive end there. But they're moving Trayvon Walker inside a little bit, and they're letting Devin Lloyd rush off of the edge at times. Um, I think Trayvon Walker is enough of an animal to where you can do whatever you want to with him. You can leave him outside to let him rush from the edge. You can treat him a la a little junior Jeffrey Simmons and let him rush from the interior. Bring Devin Lloyd. You've got Foyer behind that great linebacker there. Um, I think a really, really good. I don't want to flag plant Trayvon Walker yet, but gotta he's start trending about that. towards that direction. 
Yeah. Um, so Shaq Leonard will definitely be getting cut after the season. Uh, his cap hit next year is twenty point one million, and his dead cap is eight million. Wow. So bye bye, Shaq. He gone. Um, yeah, Addy, what are your feelings on Trayvon Walker this oh, season? Yeah, I like Trayvon Walker. Like, uh, like we mentioned, I think he's got a pretty solid tackle floor. I think you can pretty much expect like at least fifty tackles every year from Trayvon Walker, which is great. Um, it's just what what do the sacks go up to? Can he get to seven this year? If he can get to seven. I think maybe where he's being drafted, it's probably worth it. But edge twenty three, uh, never that's, mind. That's, that's rich. Too much. It's too that's, rich. Too I, rich. I thought he was going to be in the thirties. Yeah, and for, and for that reason, <laughs> I'm out. Yeah, I just it's it's the name. I think the draft pedigree, the number one overall pick, hype. Everyone's hoping that he can get to this next level. There's too many guys around him that have been to that next level. And yep. it's also so fast. Just because it's year two doesn't mean he's a vet now. Yeah. He's a year two He's NFL 22 now. Player. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Is it going to be year three, year four? I mean, this is who's going after him just along the defensive line. Dexter Lawrence, Montez Sweat, Aziz Ojolari, Bradley Chubb, Quiddy Pay, Karloftis, Cam Jordan, Sam Hubbard, Rashawn wow. Gary, Trey Hendrickson. Yes, yes, yes. All of them. It's just, it's too rich. It's too rich right now with Trayvon. Mm-hmm. So, like you can all, be, like you, you just named like, what, eight guys that have 10 sack seasons. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's okay to be optimistic about Trayvon, but then are you going to go get this guy? Probably not. Yeah. Because he's just being overvalued by the market exactly. right now. Yeah, it's fine to be optimistic, but you have to spend up, and it's not worth it at that point. Nope. He's, a, he's a really safe value in Dynasty right now. If you have him, I just hold on to him because people yeah. remember that he was the number one overall draft pick in 2022. Well, and, and he's going to, I mean, for the next three years, it's going to be, well, what can he get to? Yeah. Yep. It's going to always be what you say when you talk about Trayvon, Trayvon Walker. I Athletic freak, number one pick. What can he do? What can he do this year? Is what, this year. I do think he will year take a step. three. St- yep. I think he will take a step year four. this year. I think he'll he'll take a step, but I do think that the Jags are going to look back over time and be like, yeah, we probably should have just grabbed Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. Yes, I think so. When Aiden Hutchinson's like Nick Bosa light, yeah. you know, and yeah. in the defensive player of the year conversations. Let me read this one because Addy just picked the guy up. Yeah, I was going to say, this may actually be a true uh, DB value here. Special teams coordinator Heath Farewell said that Andre Cisco came to his office this offseason and asked to be a punt returner. He embraced a role and has looked great, Farewell says. And normally when Jamal Agnew is healthy, that is the kick return guy. But Jamal Agnew is not healthy right now, so there may be some validity to this argument here for Cisco as a punt returner. Addy might know more than us. Did you pick him up after this bit of news came out, Addy? I didn't. I was after I did. I was like, wow, that's great. That's Sweet. good. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. I saw you liked what Jake put out there. I was like, hmm, I wonder what Addy. Yeah, I didn't see that piece of news before I picked him up. But he was just someone that yeah. I think was being slept on anyway. He's a guy that can make big plays. This is going to be year three for him. Mm-hmm. Um, right? Or was last year's? Year three. Now, that I just did the short, so I remember this. We just had a short on YouTube about him. Urban Meyer famously forgot about Andre uh-huh. Cisco. Yes. They said, what do you think about Andre Cisco? And Urban Suburban Meyer was like, who? <laughs> so he forgot about Dre, uh, but, yeah. you know, the new coaching staff did not because he actually got to play along Rayshon Jenkins. Now, Rayshon Jenkins has that box role, so you're looking at Cisco more as a playmaker, but you add in uh, kick or punt return duties, yeah. that is um, that's juicy. And the way I play – Safety, the safety position in Dynasty and in my my leagues, like someone like Cisco is gonna appeal to me, right? He's some little some, darts, right? Some little darts. You never know. That he has crazy upside. He like 
like those 30 to 40 I mentioned, like he has, there's a world where he could be a top 12 uh, safety. He gave the world thong song, people. Like, yeah. what are we doing here? Jeez. That thong. Let's move to the AFC East and talk the Buffalo Bills. We mentioned Dorian Williams stock down. Bust. Yeah, from buffalorumblings.com. There hasn't been a player oscillated more than in the last three months than Dorian Williams, originally discussed as a will linebacker on draft night by general manager Brandon Bean. Dorian Williams was working at Mike in minicamp before then returning to primarily the weak side in training camp with now no clear path to defensive playing time absent a Matt Milano injury or another position change. The wisdom of drafting a backup linebacker and special teamer in the third round will continue to be questioned. I'm not Damn. sure I like that little blur, yeah. bro. That Buffalo seems like some yeah. agenda right yeah. there. Let's yeah. chill out just a little bit, guys. BuffaloRumblings.com. Yeah. <laughs> Buffalo Rumblings. Let's like, go look at their ratio on like Twitter. Buffalo Tumblings down the yeah. uh, respect rankings. They're following 10,000. They have 4,000 followers. <laughs> yeah. They're bragging about having just crossed over 4,000 followers. <laughs> the ratio's not great. Let's just lump this in with the next piece of news, though. Gregory Russo uh, with a standout day. Russo wound up with a pair of would-be sacks, beating left tackle Deion Dawkins after a few seconds on one and zooming past right tackle Spencer Brown for an instant pressure and likely takedown on another. That is from The Athletic. Um, Shout-out to Steve and Joe. I was on their show, Front Office Pros, this week. Check it out. Just went live on YouTube. And I believe it was uh, one of the two guys, I think it was Joe, uh, called Gregory Russo one of his breakouts. Mm. Yeah. So I said, I only worry about the snap count. What is that going to look like? And you said in another short we just put out, 70% in Buffalo is not the same as 70% elsewhere. So I, I would love to see it. I think Gregory Russo is talented enough to break out. I just worry the scheme and the opportunity is going to hold him back. I do worry that defense isn't as good, though, anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think that maybe the 70% is good going forward. You know, it just it just hasn't been good lately what they've had going on there. But, I mean, that defense started showing cracks at the end of last year. They yep. were getting, like, p- people were putting points up all over them. Yes. So, um, and also, Vaughn Miller's going to be out for probably half the year, at least not himself yet. Um, Tremaine Edmonds is gone, who was a, a centerpiece of that. De- I mean, regardless of what you thought about him as a, as a, as a player, like, he was a centerpiece of that defense for – four or five years got paid a lot of money right so i mean that's gone you know and then some of those guys are just getting older like jordan poyer's kind of past his prime like micah hyde like jesus how old is he yeah uh, tredavious white is is also getting up there i mean they don't have they haven't really brought in a lot of talent like a lot of young talent lately um, other than these guys in the third round, right, that are just seem like major question marks. And that none of them have really come together yet. Yeah. That's the thing. We like Even seen... if Doran Williams doesn't work out, like, are we getting excited about Terrell Bernard? Are we getting excited about Terrell Dodson, A.J. We Klein? Talked about it on the after show. I said, yeah. you said the answer is Matt Milano, and I said, ding, ding, ding. Yes. That's the right answer. It's always yeah. been Matt Milano. Yeah. This is smoke from Matt Milano. But even, like, I was listening to, I think it was around the NFL podcast, shout out Joshy. Yes. Um, and they were just talking about how the Bills are maybe like a – Season away from, like, Stephon Diggs is getting older. Gabe Davis is kind of not working out. Like, mm-hmm. um, This is their window. Yeah. That window is sliding down, so you better take advantage. Kind of old. I mean, mm-hmm. you have some talent at certain – like, James Cook is, I guess, a nice little young piece. And then the NFL, Josh Allen is, like – he's a really cool fantasy quarterback, but he fumbles and throws some interceptions in some pretty key times. It's like Mahomes, they were able to pivot moving away from Tyree Kill and yeah. kind of revamping that offense on the fly because it's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And and Josh Allen is not at that level. Mm-hmm. 
I think he's probably the third best quarterback. I think I'd put Joe Burrow second. Are you saying just Mahomes as a first. passer? There's just no one on Mahomes' level no. as a passer. I've and just watched, with his feel and touch yeah. and just – you just can't Have you all been watching the, the quarterback? quarterback show good on Netflix? Gosh, I haven't. I've heard pretty it's cool. really good. It actually gives a good look at Kirk Cousins. It makes me love Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, he is the star of the show. Yeah. Like absolutely yeah. a great look for Kirk. He just seems like a dad, you know, just yeah. like a mid-30s dad. Just intentional. Every minute of his day yes. has some type of intention to it. If he's with his kids, if he's in the – He know. takes off Tuesdays. I didn't yeah. know this. Love that. But he does not do anything football-related on Tuesdays during the season. Wow. He is not in the buildings. He's not on the practice field. Nothing. It's a great look behind the, you know, behind the curtain. Yes. And what it's these like players deep have to for go Kirk through. Cousins. Like he's going to see like a, the team psychologist every like week and having a conversation with him about like adversity and, you know, how to handle tough situations. And then it shows him with his family, dude. He's doing I'm the a, thing on his like, yeah, uh, the, um, it's training his brain essentially. Oh Lord, I forget what they call that. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a good look for Kirk. I definitely I don't. Mahomes' wife, I still think is. Uh, one, I've heard is better for her too. She though, does right? come out looking better, yeah. but I think she's still like one glass of wine away from swinging at someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But aren't we all? Mahomes' house is pretty sick. The one he built. Oh my God, I saw that. The that's golf like, hole. Yes. That's the dream, right? Oh yeah. That's yep. like he has the dream. He built the dream house. Why not just build the full football field though? Why do we stop at the fifty? I mean, Mahomes, come on. Yeah. Do it. I feel like most of them they just stop at the fifty. Yeah. Like, I think who Dak has, the has full, a house that's like that too? Yeah. Who has the full football field? They just want to run the quick little slant route. Have yeah. Justin they don't Ross, need the full. you know, running a post. I stop after one hole. Hey, you know, you right? dug it all 18 of them out there, bro. Right? You got the land, bro. Hey, uh, Matt Milano, LB16. Yum, yum, yum. Thank you very much, drafters. I love oh, yeah, that. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. I think I have him as my LB6 Just in my redraft rankings. I was Forever think, of value. I was yep. thinking today about the linebackers who could be the overall LB1 as an article that I might write mm-hmm. for the for the um, website. But That's Matt Milano crossed. morning. Yeah, probably. Sorry. <laughs> I'll, I'll be up all night. Matt Milano crossed. Crossed my mind real quickly. I just thought, huh? He's my LB. Like I said, I think he's my LB six. Matt Milano is really and important. He's just moved up and up year. and up, and the team loves him. They just extended him. Like yep. they love this guy. Smart team. Let's talk about the Patriots star pass rusher Matthew Judon has his busiest day of the summer as a full participant in team drills. There was no rust either as Judon was a consistent presence in the backfield, recording three would-be sacks. Judon hinted there may still be more days in the conditioning field in his future, but he is ready to go. So can Meh. we get maybe a full season of consistent production from Matthew Judon and not just half a season? Meh. I don't know. We shouldn't complain too much. Dude has been a baller for the last two seasons. Him and Hassan Reddick together have been pretty pretty awesome to roster. Yeah, totally have uh, overperformed everyone's uh, outperformed everyone's expectations. Like I mean, uh, both those guys. Yeah, yeah. but Matthew Judon especially, just because I don't think like. <laughs> Great season. Kind of come out of nowhere, really, yeah. after the Ravens. I mean, he was solid with the Ravens, but then to go to this. Went to the next level with the Patriots. Yeah. Like Which you wouldn't think. Sacks. That's, not, that's where IDPs go to die. Great season. Let's see it again. All right, all right. That was pretty good. Yeah, but, but do, do it, it then, one more do time. Do it two more do times. Do it three times. <laughs> do a flip on top of that. Do you think he's a top 12 edge rusher? That's the question you have to answer. For the first eight weeks, yes. Yeah. He's going to as edge 12 right now. He um, DL fourteen. He probably is, but I'm not gonna be. It's I'm, a little I'm, rich. I'm not gonna have a lot of Judon. That's the only news from uh, New England we have. But are y'all in on any of these other guys? Are y'all in on Uche? Are you in on Mapu? Are you in on Duggar? 
Not really. No, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, Bentley. I kind of like Bentley yeah. quite a bit. I liked the, the deal they gave him. And that also, I mean, he's just a tackle guy. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a consistent little, you know, could get you 10 tackles this week. LB3. And I like that. LB3, yeah. A lot LB, of interesting pieces. Even, I mean, what's his – look at his. I mean, I know it's going up now. Who, Duggar? No, uh, Bentley. Bentley? Oh, yeah. Bentley's way down there. After his deal, he, he's definitely on people's radars again. But still, like, he's still, I think, like a nice little value. Here we go. This is a great question. Jawan Bentley is LB52. Drew Tranquil is LB53. Give me Bentley. I like both those guys. I, think, I mean, give me both. I mean, that's where – that's a He can't say no to Tranquil. That's, yeah, it's, he loves he's obligated. He, he's he really wants the, obligated. I think he wants the tranquilizer nickname. He's waiting outside. <laughs> he's got a tranquilizer. He's put it right up to your neck. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, look, the Mapu episode banged on YouTube, y'all. We cut out did. that we little clip fantastic. from the after show and posted on YouTube. People are really into Mapu right now. Cool so thing. sounds like he's doing well. Yeah, I, I agree with Trip. The more I've thought about that, I think Duggar is not going to come off the field. I think Duggar is going to play the most snaps that he's ever played in a season, this upcoming season. Let's see what the market thinks of Duggar. I like Duggar because there's been some. He's expensive. There's too. been some people leave the uh, safety secondary. ten. I'm saying that in, is rich, but I'm saying in dynasty. I'm not necessarily saying like from a value in. Duggar's ball. old as hell, man. He's no, probably he gone ain't. after this season. No, he ain't. Duggar ain't that old. He came into the league old, dude. He came into the league in like 2020. Let's see, Kyle Duggar age. I'm gonna bet he's like 26, 27. He is 27 years old, Bruh. man. Wow. 27? That is surprising. For he's like been, this he's is been his, relevant for like three years. This is his fourth year? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty old. 27. But there's not as many. All the McCordys are gone. I that's, mean, they that's still, what they were debating. Are they going to bring Kyle Duggar back after the season? Because his contract is expiring. Probably not. They brought back Peppers, though. Who They brought in someone else, too, didn't they? Well, they brought in. That's what the question was. Is Mapu, Mapu going to be uh, yeah. the safety replacement for Duggar since Duggar plays a lot in the box? Yeah, Duggar probably is safe this year. So, but I, but I'm not spinning up for safety no. ten, especially with it being a Belichick led IDP. It's just a, like it's just a, a choice that you have to make. That do I want to spend up to get a defensive back? Yeah, it's all that that's kind From of the, the Patriots. Same, yeah, that's kind of the same as the next twenty. Yeah, no, I thank you. I don't like him in best ball, but I think in dynasty he could be a. I think he could be a top twelve at the end of the year. Yeah, I think so. Man, look at the guys he's going around. David Achabo, Ed Oliver, Preston Smith, Kaiser White, Carl Granderson. He's a fine dynasty asset because yeah. he he has – I mean, he holds his value. And he's, he's a good a, player. Yeah, he's a good player. And New England pays DBs sometimes. They could bring him back, yeah. but it is a question they're going to have to answer. Yeah, yeah. Let's move to Miami. Mm. I know this is a defense that you Adrian really Phillips like. Adrian Phillips is still there too, right? That's yes. right. That's right. But he was okay last year. I think he kind of took a step back. Yeah. So, uh, defense, I know you like, Addy. Miami Dolphins, the feeling is emerging that safety Javon Holland will do serious damage in Vic Fangio's scheme, which will allow him to make plays near the line of scrimmage. And as a post-safety, Holland will be used as a versatile chess piece. That's from Jeremy Fowler at ESPN. Stock up. This is from the Miami Herald. Dolphins, defensive front. As mentioned before, the Dolphins' defense has had the upper hand in the early portion of training camp, and much of that is due to Miami's defensive front. Miami and Christian Wilkins might be the top performer on the team. Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb have shown flashes of the bother- bothersome edge rusher duo the team hopes to have for years. Ooh, I'm excited about this Miami defense. Yeah, it's just what we've been saying and why we've been excited about it. I mean, that it's this is a really, really good team. And when you bring in Vic Fangio, a guy that basically all these other defensive coordinators have tried to copy over the years, like it's it just means good things. Um, 
I hate that Jalen Ramsey got hurt. That I really know, sucks. that sucks. But it sounds like he's uh, they're already more optimistic about his return than they he's, were. He's off crutches? Yeah. He's walking around. So, I mean, it could be like Could be a, back sooner. Yeah, maybe he misses half the season, which will be great. Maybe Eli Apple's elite. Eli Apple could be elite. Cater <laughs> Kohu's in there as well. Sure. Yeah, so, he's, and he's solid. I mean, that's um, that's a, it's good, a good team. team. That's it, a really good team. It is a good team. And um, David Long there now, too. Jerome yeah. Baker. I, it's interesting because Holland is not a guy I think about as like a box up near the line of, you know, scrimmage kind of guy. but um, Playmaker. It's playmaker. Right, someone that I just think can Fangio do. can kind of spot that. Yep, exactly. Let's wrap up here before we take a quick break. With the New York Jets, Jermaine Johnson has earned the right to be in there and get more reps. He definitely wants to be on the field more. He's done a lot to change his body. He's done a lot of work. He's done a lot to work his way in, so he's earning everything that he's getting. That's from head coach Robert Sala. And then from the athletic Zach Rosenblatt, he said, Will McDonald's debut, the Jets' first-round pick, lived up to his reputation right away as a long, twitchy edge rusher with a quick get-off in the first quarter of the Hall of Fame game. He nearly sacked Browns quarterback Kellen Mond. Cleveland boldly left him unblocked, but he still got to the quarterback fast enough to force an incompletion. So just uh, chalk it up to... You know, a, a better situation for the Jets, but kind of a frustrating situation for IDP because, I mean, they were talking up Carl Lawson on the last big nickel, so it's like, what do you do there? Tons, yeah, just a really, really deep front, you know. Um, John Franklin Myers, Michael Clemens. Bryce Huff. Bryce, Bryce Huff. Huff. Quentin Williams. Um, and then, yeah, these two guys, who I really like both of them. I like Jermaine Johnson, but, I mean, I love Will McDonald. I think he could be, like, a type that could – Potentially get you like 15 sacks in a season. Like I think he mm. is he's he's that type of player. So, uh, yeah. But where's the playing time going to come from? I mean, it's it's because this is a team that's kind of set up to compete. So I mean, um, I feel like in order for Will McDonald to get on the field, like he's going to have to be immediately ready. And I don't think that he is. I think he he's going to need a little bit of time to develop. Same thing with Jermaine Johnson. Um, I like both these prospects. I like both these players. It's just there's a lot of pieces there. It's That's just a tough, tough nut to crack. That's it's a very lot tough. of very good think, players along that line. I think it's going to clear up a lot more for us next offseason. So, I mean, I think these are great yeah. dynasty buys. Yes. Because, I mean, I'm pretty sure Carl Lawson's going to be gone. Bryce Huff was brought back on a tender for just a year. So, he's going to be gone. Um, Franklin Myers, he's fine, but he's like an interior guy yep. anyway. Can do a bit of both. Um, and then, obviously, Quinton's not going anywhere. So, I think, you know... It could that, be these two guys. That looks really as soon sexy. As next year, that next year could be filthy. Mm-hmm. Like interior, you're you're one of the best interior defensive teams in the league, and then some unknown on the outside. But guys with massive upside. These guys are both huge, both good athletes. Um, Draft capital, first round picks, both of them. Yeah, man. So look awesome coming to training camp. They sure do. So dripped up. I said we were going to take a break. We got the whole AFC North left, so we're going to uh, roll through the Ravens, Steelers, and Amazing secondary Bengals. for the Jets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, just so, uh, Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed. This is why the AFC East might be the best division in football. I mean, that's a fun debate right now. It's fun. The Patriots are the worst team in there, and they they were a playoff team last year, were they not? Or they were yeah. knocking AFC on the door? East are the best. Yeah. Think about Dolphins, Bills. Uh, Jets with now with Rodgers and this defense, and then Patriots bringing up the rear. Bill Belichick, you know, it's worth debating. Yeah, that's, Mac Jones that's true. has an actual offensive coordinator. I think most people kind of just default to the 
AFC West for whatever reason. No, I think AFC North was the other one I've heard getting a, getting a lot of buzz. That one's really strong, Because you have the worst team is maybe the Browns or the Steelers. I think most people are in on the Ravens and Bengals as the top yeah. two teams. And I think yeah. people expect Kenny Pickett to take a step this year. Yep. I kind of believe it, too. Mm-hmm. Let's um, talk about the AFC North. This is a fun division. Start with the Ravens. Uh, John Harbaugh on Odafe. Always noticeable difference in speed from last season. I think he is playing faster. <laughs> Maybe it's his response time or maybe how he's processing things. He's having a stellar camp so far. And then Kyle Hamilton is killing it in training camp, throwing some good coverages out there, getting interceptions, giving Mark Andrews a lot of trouble. And the greatest thing is that he's getting major reps as safety instead of playing nickel again. This kid is set for greatness. (laughs) Who was that quote from? That is Ravens Nation Live, baby. And the other one was the Baltimore Banner. So We get newspapers in now. Okay. Are we blogs? We talked about Cam Curl. Uh, I'm more in on the Cam Curl train, but Odafe Owe. Are I, you though? Are you gonna spin up for Cam I'm, Curl? I'd like. I have him on my team, so I'm just like I'm. XFFL. Yes, I'm all. I'm all the top three buzz. Inject it, baby, because I'm. Listen, I'm, we're in on Dynasty, but I'm talking about reach. That's what that's what everyone's takes are about. It's about being in on him for this year. I'm more in on him as a top three is rich. I think he's a top twelve safety. But am I going to pay up? No, because we're never going to pay up for safety. Right. But we have to rank these guys. We have to say safeties that we think are going to have good seasons and project and all that. So in terms of his outlook, yeah, I like his outlook. I you want to marry him? Yeah, it's like I'm not <laughs> I'm not that horny for him, but um the Odafe Owe, I know John John's been pounding the table for giving Owe another chance and I just think he's a roster clogger. I don't even want him on my team. I don't know. Are y'all in on Owe at all? Not really. Uh, he's going to have opportunity this year cuz they really don't have anybody there to pass rush. So Maybe they let him not just play special teams, but actually rush the passer as well. I don't know. I don't have. He's the going anywhere. as edge forty six. That's still that's yeah. high. That's no, crazy to me. That's still high. Still He's way DL sixty two, but edge forty six. I mean, in the words I don't of know, man. in the words of Adam, I, I can't remember when this was. A couple podcasts ago, maybe we should have taken note to the fact that the guy didn't have any sacks in college. Yeah, his senior year, zero sacks, <laughs> zero sacks, and he played every game. Yeah, we're like, but. But there's a chance. Have you seen he can, him? He can get a sack in the NFL. Right. He just saved him for the NFL. Yeah, that's right. He didn't want to. He didn't want to vertical. Him. There was. There's just other guys I like on the defensive line after yeah, him. Whatever. Kyle Hamilton. Well, you were you were mm. getting at something with him. You were you were starting yeah, to kind greatness. of correlate a little curl talk. greatness with with uh, Cam. Yeah, this kid is. Well, no, I was saying greatness. the ca- the the Cam curl hype is 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 building, but the Odafe always getting I think too much buzz. Oh yeah. Uh, but Kyle Hamilton. All the buzz. That is the one guy. I think I said this on the the front office pros show. That is the one guy I will spend up for in like a redraft best ball. That's the one safety I'll break my rule for. Not me. I I will. Maybe in a dynasty setting. I could see myself. Probably not. I think in any setting, I'm I'm fine. Because I think you have the next Derwin James. And I think the next Derwin James is worth something. Yeah. I mean, if if he, yeah, he, he would be like one of the candidates for sure. Mm. Um, are but. you are you a Hamilton or a Brisker guy? Cam. Are you? Yeah. Are you on Brisker at all? Sure. Okay. Yeah. I like him. I mean, I think he's top five safety. But I you, rank him as a top five safety, but I but you'd rather have Cam. The ship is all the those. I'd rather have sailed. I'd rather have Eddie Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If that's I true. want a bear yeah. safety, I'd rather have Marcus Williams. But that doesn't correlate though. You don't like so you like Cam and Brisker about the same, or Cam way better than Brisker. 
Ham way better than brisket. Like a tier ahead or like a tier ahead, yeah. Wow. I put I think it's Derwin, tier one, tier drop, and then I think K Ham in that second tier. See, I think like two through six or seven's really close. I think this is the year we're going to say Kyle Hamilton is by the end of the season, he is rubbing elbows with Derwin James in that top safety tier. That's my hot take. Wow. Maybe I'll flag plant it. we got to start thinking about our flag plans. It's coming up here sooner than we think, probably mm-hmm. about a month. Let's talk about the Steelers. Cole Holcomb is one of the great X factors on this defense. He played 99% of snaps for Washington over the last two seasons when healthy. After undergoing foot surgery, which slowed him during OTAs, he'll need to prove he's healthy and competent in coverage for the Steelers' highly compensated defense to reach its ceiling. I don't like that report that much. Um <laughs> That worries me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Makes me like a Landon Roberts a little bit more. Hey, um, I was already in on a Landon Roberts a little bit anyway. Yeah. A Landon Roberts is a nice little sneaky grab for this year. Yes. Um, I took him in the in the, uh, in the the madness. I was very happy to get him where I got him. I got him as my LB5. That was one of those those uh, drafts where I, I really didn't draft a ton of off-ball linebackers. I, bought, I drafted a ton of those dual. Dual Desi guys. Yes. And, uh, yeah, ended up. Really happy with the the linebackers I came out with. But, yeah, getting him as LB5, I think that dude's – I mean, 70% of the snaps, I mean, he's he's going to be flirting with 120 tackles. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that's very realistic. And there's I mean, a chance with Cole Holcomb could miss. And, if, and if he does miss, I mean, you're, you're talking about, like, league-winning type linebacker here. Mm-hmm. Everyone is hot in the pants for Holcomb, LB24. Yeah. I don't nope. – I'm just not – I like him as, like, an LB3, but – yeah, I'm not. LB2, no. It's just, he's not a guy that does it for me. There's a lot of people who really are in on Holcomb, and I, I think I, I will definitely pass at that ADP. Are you taking a Landon Roberts at all? Let's see where Landon Roberts is going. He is LB60, so yes, please. I've got some Landon Much Roberts. rather yep. have yes. that value. Thank yum, you yum. very much. So uh, one more bit of news here, uh, because the Browns, we could not find any news. No one was popping, according to Arn. Uh, the Bengals were limiting Trey Hendrickson's work in camp, even before he took two days off this week with a minor lower body injury. That came by design and meant a significant amount of action at defensive end for third-year edge Joseph Osai. Good things have been on display all camp as a constant force around the edge. That's from Paul Daner Jr. at The Athletic. Um I, I just feel for Joseph Osai. I, I flash back to that yeah. playoff late game hit. with the late hit. I just feel so bad for the young man. So bring in uh, Miles Murphy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's tough. I mean, resign Trey. Resign Trey. That was very surprising. Yeah. Resigned Hubbard. So it's like, yeah. well, they're and gonna Logan, have a hard Logan Wilson too. I'm sorry, come on back. I was yeah. thinking of Logan Wilson. Yes, we're like, how are they gonna pay? They're not gonna be able to pay all these defensive guys paying Joe Burrow. And it's like, watch, bet. <laughs> Yeah, watch us pay all T. those Higgins guys. and Jamar Chase still standing yeah. out there. Uh, you hope it works out for him. If it doesn't, this is going to look very dumb. Yes, yeah. you better have that Joe Burrow contract done. Yeah, and you're maybe working out some details. And you're like, all right, we got some money. Let's go get Hubbard. The Bengals do love homegrown talent. They love to re-sign their own guys. So still, it was a pretty fair deal, I'll say, for Logan Wilson. I was like, oh, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. I mean, we just saw Tremaine Edmonds get seventy-two. Yeah, I mean, Logan Wilson. Probably on the open market, I feel like could have done a little better than that. That may be a bad uh, – it's a bad agent call right there, I think. Yeah. Who's to, his agent? Yeah, call your boy. <laughs> call your boy. I'd, I'd love to represent you, Logan. <laughs> He'd do a great job. He'd get you a yes, Bucky sponsorship first <laughs> thing. 
It's like, we're not worried about the contract. I'm on the phone with Bucky's right now, Logan. We'll the get Bucky to the contract. over the bingo yeah. on the helmet. That's like those stupid uh, <laughs> goblin caps or whatever it is that they wear on their helmets. Get them a big Bucky's branded one. That's probably yeah. the next thing, branding those things. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I feel like that's coming. The NBA did a lot of that this year, didn't they? They had yeah. a bunch of the logo All the stuff jerseys, on the jerseys had ads on them. Yeah. Got to be close in the NFL. Yep. Got to be. Only a matter of time. Yeah. All right. Well, now we are going to take a break. And when we come back, we will hit on. The- Josh, you got to take a big old dump. <laughs> I just like, oh, we're going to. This would be like a nice, like, yeah, you know, hour and 15 minute episode. And here we are at hour and 11, just wrapping up the AFC. You're Sorry. Welcome. Sorry, guys. But I will say we thought, oh, my God, a two and a two hour, 40 minute podcast with our return last <laughs> week. It's already the second most listened to episode ever. So thank you all very you much sickos. for checking us out. But we will be right back to talk NFC. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you on just a sec. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. All right, we're back, and we are talking NFC, kicking things off with the NFC West, the San Francisco 49ers. Shout out Joy the Tooth. I always think about him when we mention this next player, but one of the two players who has benefited the most from Nick Bosa's holdout is Drake Jackson. He has taken nearly every first-string snap at defensive end from OTAs until now. His camp highlight came Sunday when he was forced to trail tailback Elijah Mitchell, the team's fastest tailback, out of the backfield and ended up deflecting the 20-yard pass to Mitchell. Jackson is now stronger and heavier than he was a year ago, but the new weight hasn't hindered how he moves. Um, It's a nice little sleeper there. I think Nick Bosa will be back by the time the season starts, but Drake Jackson is getting some well-deserved buzz. Yeah, I mean, that that defense was awesome last year, and they added – Javon Hargrave to it. And then, yeah, you got Drake Jackson um, looking like he may be a second-year breakout. So, I mean, great things among that defense. Um, yeah, I like Drake Jackson quite a bit. Yeah, edge 49. That's, yeah. a fa- that's a fine price. That's fine. That's, I haven't been able to get him much because, I mean, I'm usually in leagues with, like, you guys and yeah. Joey. And so, like, you guys are always, like, Taking him it. earlier. Right. Yeah. But <laughs> he's not falling in those drafts. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, in those leagues, like, you know, like in the, in the um, IDP madness where it's like, you know, there's some more casual people in it. Like, I'm, I'm sure he was probably like a great value in ours. Like, I don't remember him being drafted very early. He went later in madness than he did. Yeah. Compared to his yeah. regular ADP. So he's going to be like a, yeah, like a, a, a value for most leagues, I'd say, outside of like your expert type leagues. Yeah. Bobo. Great value. I know. I like it. Just because this, San Francisco defense is really good. So good. So yeah. good. I'm actually working on some uh, defense special teams rankings right now. Mm. And uh, San Fran was the number one defense last year from a points-per-game perspective. 
and they just added Javon Hargrave. So. I don't think that changes. And Steve Wilkes yeah. there as the new defensive coordinator. It's fine. 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 Yeah. It's yeah. like not the most exciting choice, but he's stable. It's not like yeah. a total unproven. I think they know what they have in Steve Wilkes, and I think Wilkes knows what he has in this defense. So mm-hmm. just don't screw it up, Steve. Yeah, I think it's one of those deals. Like I do, I I, I like D'Amico Ryan's. So I wish him well, but it's one of those things. Like I think he was in a really good situation. Yeah, the defense was really team. good. Yes, you know what, what coordinators typically get hired on as yeah. head coaches? The ones on the teams that are loaded with talent, yes. whether it's offense or defense. It's yeah. good to be the coordinator of a really good unit. Yeah, and that San Fran unit is special at every level. I mean, uh, Talanoa Hufunga at safety. Yeah. You got Fred Warren, Dre in the middle, and then that defensive line that we're yep. going to be gushing about all season. Did D'Amico Ryans follow Robert Sala when Sala left? There? No, he stayed in San Francisco. But but that's what I'm saying. Like When Sala left being D.C. to go be head coach for the Jets, is that the next year when D'Amico Correct. Ryans came he in? He went up. Yeah. He okay. took his place. So there was no like there was right. nobody else in between nope. them. I mean, that's a great it was situation. Easy, it was a pretty easy game. DeForest Buckner was great, pretty good when he was a 49er. It's a great pipeline to getting a, uh, to getting a head coaching job. Yeah. And it doesn't hurt that D'Amico Ryans is a Houston Texans legend. So. But, I mean, you do love that. I mean, obviously, D'Amico Ryans being around that San Francisco staff, I mean, they clearly do things the right way. Kyle Shanahan, yeah. you know, he has his faults and his weirdness, but that dude is is one of the best coaches. Yeah. Yeah. Look Ryan, at the results. Yeah. He seems like a great like players coach, too. Yes. Yeah. The guy that you want to play for. I don't yeah. like him being in the AFC South because yeah. I think he's going to be like a Mike Vrabel type that's just like yeah. his team is always competitive, Looking, always plays hard. He's a good hard. player, too. Yep. Looking back, that trade-up for Will Anderson could be one of the ones It's like, dang it, that was I know they got savvy. the first that could potentially be like yeah, the second sure. overall pick, but I think the Texans will be good enough that it'll be like, I don't know, the 10th. Eleventh yeah, pick. I don't. I don't think the Texans are going to be as bad bottom as some dweller. of the. Uh, yeah, they're not going to be like a bottom three team. I really don't think they are. Mm-hmm. So the team that I think will be picking first overall is the Arizona Cardinals. Isaiah Simmons seems more confident and comfortable at safety than he ever did at linebacker. At this point, it feels almost unfair to keep dogging former GM Steve Keim and the last Cardinals regime. Uh, with how his length, speed, and athleticism have translated thus far to the deep center field position, it's hard not to notice. I think they've mainly, maybe, finally figured out. Bobo, you're the Isaiah Simmons stand. You got the jersey. You like him more at safety than you do when he was playing linebacker? I mean, that's a that's a really bizarre question. I mean, in the NFL, do I like him more? Yes. For IDP... Also, yes. I do, yes. Um, I think overall this should be better for him. If you look back to him playing for Clemson back in the day, um, he played better from the safety position, honestly. He played – he's able to read the defense a little bit better. He's able to have more time, produce these big plays. Gosh, man, I love Isaiah Simmons. I really hope that this is a good move for them because – Buda Baker is supposedly going to be there. You know, I don't think he's going anywhere. Jalen Thompson didn't play great last year. That's what makes me think. I mean, Isaiah Simmons is probably playing like a nickel role, yeah. right? Because, well, I mean. Or, or Buda is. Yeah. Buda's playing the slot or something. Yeah. Yeah, I don't he's know. Done that. But, yeah, but like wh- you bring Buda down into the box, right? Because you've got Kaiser White and Owen Papo. If you got Zayvon bringing off, coming off the edge. Um, I've seen Simmons. I don't know. You could have Simmons in the box too, though. God, He's used to being a linebacker. I mean, there's I just, a lot of question marks on this there's defense. There's also been very little talk about the linebackers there. I haven't heard a whole lot out of – I've heard a little bit out of Kaiser White. I haven't heard a whole lot out of Owen Papo. Um, and somebody else is going to have to play linebacker there for and the Chris Cardinals. Chris Barnes there? Uh, maybe, but yeah. Who whatever. knows? I mean, Maybe he's relevant. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, it'll be interesting. I mean, what what does the Zayvon Collins experiment look like? Yeah. Um, was he supposed to be an edge rusher? Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see. I mean, but then, yeah, I mean, like, so many question marks on that team. Like, uh, Cameron Thomas is a guy that I kind of like. Yeah. Yeah. Majay Sanders. Uh, Majay Sanders, BJ Ojolari. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of just weird pieces that honestly probably aren't going to amount to much. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. It just feels like there's just Bunch not a lot of talent. And then you have these three linebackers like Simmons, like Jalen Thompson, who racked up like what hundred, like two straight seasons of 100 tackles. It's just like where are all these guys going to play? Mm-hmm. You know, it just it's just a weird situation. I don't really like it much at all. Mm-hmm. It's just a mess. There's yeah. a lot of questions. New coach, new regime, old players coming in. I mean, guys being moved around. I mean – I don't know. And even players like Buda Baker, like I love Buda Baker, but like clearly like the time to sell Buda was like two years ago. Like Mm -hmm. he hasn't been the same Buda Baker. And like, I don't expect that to really get better with what he's got around him. You know, do we see a window changing for Isaiah Simmons within the next year? Do we see a, do we see an IDP? You know, I think, I think that, um, yeah, I think that you're going to have another buy window open up because I think he's probably going to be frustrating again. In what, my opinion, and then I think, but you're 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 hoping for that next landing spot because he's gone. But what do we see? Yeah. Do we see him go play like a Chauncey Gardner role? Do we see him, you know, anchor a linebacking defense again? I probably, mean, probably he'll go do. Yeah, he'll. Um, yeah, I feel like someone's going to take a shot on him. Someone's going to. It's a good like, player, good leader. Yeah, someone's going to seventh play. overall he's just, pick. He's just been miscast and misused, and I can, I can, yeah. He wants to get paid, so. He's, he's asked for a new contract, so that's something to keep in mind as well. He is practicing. He's not holding in. So, um, but I yeah, don't know. He's, I think, I think he's, he's elsewhere a, next year. I think he's a 2024 hold. Those, that defense is going to play a lot this year, though. Yeah. Will be bad. I don't think Kyler's going to start the season as optimistic as a lot of people are thinking. That's true, right now. man. Maybe and maybe he does do well. I mean, if he does end up getting like you know, if he ends up being like a hundred percent snap guy, like he could be awesome. What I'm thinking is, is if he plays his safety role, it is the most similar role that he played when he was in Clemson when he came out and was drafted seventh overall. I think that's more in line of what he was supposed to be than this like you know linebacker. I don't know. Is he going to be like a Jamal Adams? So is he? They're going to let him rush the passer like you know, two hundred times on the year. Maybe, maybe that'd be cool. Yeah. That would be cool. I'd like that. Let a him lot. do a lot of. I mean, that's that's probably how he's supposed to be. Who's used. their defensive coordinator now? Well, it's you know, it's the defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon from the uh, Eagles. Um, I don't remember who they. I think they brought someone over from the Eagles to be the actual yeah. DC. But it's old assistant. It's Gannon. Or yeah, it'll be Gannon's defense. Well, Bobo, why don't you read the blurb there for your favorite team, the Los Angeles Rams? What they got going on? Third-year linebacker Ernest Jones. Looks like he is taking another step from a leadership standpoint. Jones has got the green dot on his helmet and will be controlling traffic from his inside linebacker spot. His job will be important, too, with, again, all the youth on the roster and turnover at spots around him in the front seven. That is from Albert Breer at Sports Illustrated. So, I don't know. Y'all have heard me talk about Ernest Jones a bunch, but, you know, what's y'all's take? What's I your mean, temperature? I picked him as one of my breakouts on the Front Office Pros episode. Felt like a layup. I mean, yeah, I, love I was just trying to hit an obvious one because that's yeah. not like an IDP-focused yeah, yeah. show. But, yeah. uh, I mean, he's still a value, in my opinion, because he's LB20, y'all. Yeah. Wow. I've got him as top 12, maybe even top 10 in my redraft ranking. So, Ernest going to play a lot in I mean, 2023. It, it would be, like, an interesting experiment just to go around and see, like, who has, like – the most competition among, you know, linebacker. Like, 
on their team among linebackers, you know, uh, Ernest has to be one of like the it's be no, one of the most wide open linebackers. Name runs. another linebacker. Is it is Christian Roseman? <laughs> right, right. Is get your readers gone? Right. Yeah, Troy Reader's gone. Get your readers gone. He's somewhere Boy. else, kind of relevant, isn't he? In Minnesota. He's in Minnesota. That's right. Um, it's nobody though, y'all. But yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's like he's got like probably the most wide open depth chart at linebacker, and they're yep. not really set up to play a one linebacker type scheme like they did when Micah Kaiser was there and they played a lot of one LB. They're not set up to run any type of scheme. They're that not, team's terrible. Yeah. The, they have the most like rookies drafted and undrafted of any team. I think there was like 30 rookies yeah. on their roster. It's going to be a rough year. That team's trying to get Caleb Williams. <laughs> that yeah. team is – McVay's like, what if we're just yeah. really bad for one year then we get Caleb Williams. Let's, let's talk real quick. To ship John, Stafford off. John Johnson news. Yes. Yeah, I'm fine with that, actually. I mean, I think that's uh, they probably need, pretty solid. They need him. some veteran leadership. He's going to play. It's all rookies. It's Russ Yeast. And yeah. Who was homeboy from Denver that was the D.C. when John Johnson was there? Um, the old uh, – It's Fangio, right? No, it wasn't Fangio. He was the old Houston Texans coach. Oh, Kubiak? No, not Kubiak. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. Y'all are going to have to – I'm going to have to vet this. Got it. Um, Absolutely not. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Phillips. Um, Wade Jacob Phillips. Phillips. Wade, Wade Phillips. Phillips. There you go. That's who was the D.C. there. Sorry. We had really to to had it. to – Was he the head coach for, for the one. Texans? Well, I think he was a D.C. For okay. Him. Maybe he was an important guy. Well, he was the D.C. that when John Johnson was there is what you're saying. That's exactly what I was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, That's the right. point you were trying Sorry, to circle Josh. back to. But, yeah, yeah, Ernest Jones is awesome. I don't know. Yeah, he, I mean, he's, he's all that the... team has. Him and Aaron Donald. I'm totally fine. Are you all fine with him as your LB1, as like your off-ball linebacker one? Because yeah. I am. Yeah. yeah 100%. Yeah. I think so. I think that's probably a pretty uh, sneaky little move is like waiting to draft him yes. as your LB1. Just scoop up. That's what I said on that show. I was like, scoop up the DL value. Oh, no. Yeah, he's an LB2. No, he's, he's going to be he's an LB1. absolutely an LB1. I love that. Just look at yeah. the depth chart. Love the optimism. He's going to get 1,000 snaps. He's going to get 150 tackles. Yeah, I mean, you saw him last year. What he got Playmaker. like sixty percent of the snaps, right around 66, that sixty-six, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, he put up a hundred, almost one hundred and fifteen tackles. That I think, if stat I right. that Macri had, he was one of three players, three linebackers to put up over a hundred tackles, playing less than seventy percent of their team snaps. Yeah, that's incredible. Me and I'm Ma- thinking Kingleton was probably the other yeah, one. Yes, yes, very I had efficient. To guess. Me and Macri did a deal the other day that I can't even remember now what it was, but one of his counters he threw in earnest, and I was like. Oh boy, mm-hmm. he thinks I catch me sleeping. Nah, Macri up there <laughs> yeah, in the great. Macri's going after your uh, nah, fam. He may be higher on Jones than I mean. I feel like I'm pretty optimistic yeah. at like LB nine or ten, but um, I think he may even have it higher than that. Gosh, and I've been on Ernest for so long. Hey, it's finally coming to fruition. Stop calling him a breakout. He is going to break broke out. out. He didn't break out last year. Yes, he, was he behind did. Bobby Wagner. He had 120 tackles. He was 66% of snaps. What do you have to do to break out? You guys, stop. <laughs> you have to be like vastly exceed expectations. And he didn't. He was exactly what we thought he was going to be last year. No, he's not. So yes, many, he was. That's a one a linebacking banana. defensive scheme. That a all of a sudden banana. I told people he's going to play more than 60% of the snaps. Did you start Ernest like, Jones one no. week? Did you start Ernest 100%. Jones? 100%. Look at that you're trophy such, over there. It's got such, his name on it. such a homer. Ernest Simmons and Franklin at law. You're such a I'm homer. I'm about to knock you. Right, he went 0-17, but Ernest never left the lineup. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Going down with the damn ship like you're playing the violin on Somehow the Titanic. Somehow made the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> oh, good Lord. Um, yes, Ernest is going to break out because he's going to be a top 12 linebacker, and he's still being drafted. Top six, maybe, as LB20. Move yeah. on. Y'all kiss. Move on. Y'all Absolutely kiss. Not. Let's talk Seahawks. As we've mentioned, I think, before we got on mic, or maybe it was on mic. I don't know. This is my pick for the Super Bowl out of the NFC. But one guy in particular He's that's say that worth every episode now watching. I'm going to just Super double Bowl. down. I'm going to be – it's going to be my flag plan. <laughs> Worked last year for the Eagles. That's right. You're welcome, Eagles. Gosh, um, Cliff Averill's name in here. Yeah. I had him in XFFL for, like, way too expensive. And Homeboy was just running a radio station and still on contract for me for years. Was but it Glad I finally got that money back. Back issue, right, I think. Yeah, I think so. Pour one out. Sorry. Pour one out. Boye Mafe. Yeah, Boye Mafe uh, looks ready to take a nice step in his second season. Uh, he is drawing comparisons to Cliff Averill. Came back stronger and more confident, which seemed more important Thursday with fourth-year pro Daryl Taylor showing up to practice in a sling. So, um, yeah, Mafe's a fine dart. Also, you know? shout out Daryl Taylor, though. Like, pretty solid. Pretty and solid. He's, and he's been yep. – and he's, he's, he's really slept on. But, I mean, that's a guy that I think he had, like, eight to nine sacks last year. But – um, they, just forgotten about. Yes, he is. Did they cut him today? Who? Daryl Taylor? No, no, no chance. Davion Taylor, I think, got cut today. Did he really? I'm Did he sure really? Wow. The uh, Eagles. Up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Wow. Well, they brought in. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about it when we get down there. But they brought in two guys. So we're hearing the hype about Christian Ellis. Yep. So yeah, that would make sense. That made me a little nervous about my Nicholas Morrow as my LB two in madness bringing in freaking. Yep. Davion Taylor's being released per Eagles. Wow. Okay, so the Davion Taylor. That was um, as a former third rounder, I think, I that think we were all kind of like. Who was the guy, yeah. Mike Clay, that does the projections for ESPN, had him, had him as the LB1, so just yeah. don't. <laughs> Man, the guy that had Andrew Van Winkle is like the, yeah, getting Van, like 500 snaps over Jalen Winkle. Phillips. They call him Winkle. <laughs> Same difference. It, I mean, it, it is. Rip I kind of like that better. AVG. Yeah. Average. AVW. That's what them initials stand for, boys. <laughs> So let's talk about the NFC South. The Falcons restocked their defensive depth chart via free agency. Did they ever? New defensive coordinator, biggest beneficiary, could be a player who was already in the fold. Troy Anderson, taken 58th in the 2022 draft, earned the starting middle linebacker job late in his rookie year and should flourish in Ryan Nielsen's pressure-heavy system. The 245-pounder is one of the NFL's best athletes at inside linebacker. He might be the best athlete. I mean, how many 10 RAS guys are out there playing linebacker? He ran a 4-4-2 40-yard dash at the NFL Combine and has, has alarming interior quickness when he gets a free run. He will have more of those this year. That's from Josh Kendall at The Athletic. Yeah, I think Troy Anderson, you could probably label that as one of my guys. I love that dude. You want to flag plant that guy? I think so. I mean, that that he's he would definitely be someone that I would be thinking about. Um, I, I think we could easily see 150, 160 tackles this year. LB 30. I thought you, right did, a, you did a good job on the um, – was he one of your breakouts, Troy Anderson? Uh, for that episode? No. Yeah. I we were talking had, about Atlanta, though. They've 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 and, you, and on the money like historically that's been a great place for oh, linebacker yeah. production. You know, we saw 150 tackles out of Sean Evans. We remember the days of Foyer, Deion Jones, like – Whoever ends up being that LB1 there has a chance to be very productive. And Troy Anderson's one of these types that I think can just gobble up some tackles. I think like, he's going to be all over the field. Yeah, I do, four, too. Four, I do, too. 40 speed. I do, too. And we're seeing him getting you know dusted up by Bijan and stuff. Uh, that's Bijan Robinson, though. But that's Bijan Robinson. That's yeah. <laughs> that's going to be like uh, – that's immediately already one of the best pass-catching pass running backs in the league. And, yeah. he's, and he's double-moving him and triple-moving him yeah. up. I mean, no like, one can stay – no one can hang with – What are you supposed with, to do? You can't hang with guys like that. Oh, you know? ho, ho, ho. I probably could. Yeah. Bobby could. Bobby, Bobby could definitely could. Uh, I guess LB30. 
I mean, that may oh, be the yeah, best yeah. linebacker value in IDP right What's now. What's Caden Ellis at? Uh, he's not too far down from him. He I like is both. LB yeah, yeah. 37. I think you could look up and both those guys are really, really relevant in IDP. I, and, I, and I don't think that it's a bad idea to maybe handcuff both those guys. I like that. Draft them both. I mean, I if like they're both that. in the LB 30 range, who cares? Mm. He did go a little bit earlier in Madness. Troy Anderson did. Uh, whereas, let's see what Caden Ellis did. He went a little bit earlier in Madness as well. So both these guys getting a little bit of shine. Does D'Angelo yeah. Malone have any play this year? No. Probably he, not. I he, mean, the only reason I say that is that from what I understand about people who know defensive schemes and what types of players that defensive coordinators like to have, that the edge rushers they have are the wrong body type mm-hmm. for the Ryan Nielsen defense. Mm-hmm. That's from, like well, I think, one of the Falcons beat writers. Mm-hmm. So I'm not optimistic for any of those so edge Arnold rushers. So Arnold Ebiketti as well? Yeah, I think that wow. Ebiketti, D'Angelo Malone – just not the right body type. It's a weird mix of people. They yeah. did bring in David Onyemata. Really, I mean, interior-wise, it's pretty damn good. Grady Jarrett. Grady Jarrett. And, Onyemata. And, um, but then, yeah, I mean, what does Arnold Ebiketti look like? Um, Secondary-wise, I mean, it's it's really good, I think. I mean, you got Jesse Bates, great great pickup this offseason. Yeah. A.J. Terrell. I think Richie Grant. Better, yes, um, third year. Um so yeah, I mean, you like what they've done. They've definitely, they've definitely improved. But, yep. it, but, but yeah, they still are not really elite mm-hmm. at, at rushing the passer. No, I don't want any of the edge rushers. Give me the linebackers. Definitely. You know, that's that's the position group I'm targeting. And I'll take Richie Grant too. Yes, and, if and he Jesse falls Bates outside the top twenty. Same as yeah, I think Jesse Bates could have a nice little bump in his career. He's yeah. kind of been down the last year or two. I think that turns around. Yeah, uh, he is safety twenty two. Jesse Bates is. Ooh. Let's look at uh, Richie Grant. I think he's going, he's going higher than Jesse Bates. That oh. is surprising. I would not think Richie Grant would be higher than Jesse Bates, but he's safety fourteen, wow. DB seventeen overall. Okay, well we won't have any Richie. Grant. Yeah, Richie Grant, you are <laughs> out sure of the building. Have, I don't know if I'll have Jesse Bates. Yes, at I won't either. Me neither. That's really high. I yeah. mean, because he's going to be up and down every week just because yeah. the role he plays anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, he was, uh, yeah, safety 22, DB 26. But, yeah, I would much rather have, like, a Ryan Neal, Honey Badger, yep. or someone in that mm-hmm. range over Jesse Bay, a free safety. Ryan Neal, safety 27, DB 33. And then Honey Badger's right after that, safety 28, DB 34. Unreal. Somebody's locked in right Unreal. now. Unreal. So, by the Carolina Panthers, uh, linebacker Deion Jones is settling in well. The pro bowler. Let's stop with the pro bowler talk for these guys that have bounced around to, like, eight teams in the past four years. The Pro Bowler is starting to impact the defensive rotation, and according to those in attendance, had a productive session on Sunday. He was spotted generating pressure in obvious pass-rushing situations, which was pleasing. The former second-round selection also drew praise from head coach Frank Reich following practice, who stated that it looks like he's been around for the entirety of training camp rather than just a week or so. That is from Dean Jones. His dad. (laughs) Catcrave.com. Dion's father. (laughs) <laughs> that is Dion's father. It very well might be. <laughs> cat Craig. I've got to look up Dion Jones' Buffalo father Rumblings now. Buffalo Rumblings and yeah. Cat Craig. I mean, Dean Jones, Dion Jones. I mean, I don't know. Dion Jones' father, um, Cal Jones. Oh, <laughs> it's Cal Jones. Damn. That would have been hey, sick, though, if we so had good. covered First that. name's Cal's, middle name's Dean. Yeah. All these quotes are just yeah. from their dads. <laughs> exactly. We're like, Aaron, where'd you get these? Yeah, it's just on the dad blogs. Tar. He got into the dad blog <laughs> network. Aaron. It's Aaron when he messes up like That's that. That's right. Uh, the Deion Jones news. Hit the fart over there. We got the fart. I think we have the fart. Let's see. Um, yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. Are y'all making anything of this? Nah. Deion Jones couldn't even keep him like, on the radar. The Browns linebacking core. Shaq last Thompson year. Yeah. might get hurt. Frankie Louva might right. get hurt. Multiple Is, injuries. Yeah, other than that, no. I thought about the guy when we potted last time. I for I forgot about uh, Jermaine Carter. Is that the guy's name? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe he doesn't even play over Jermaine Carter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jermaine Carter. Anyways, we got him in on yeah, this. Catcrave.com. Catcrave.com. Let's talk about the job, Dean. Yeah, Saints. Uh, with Kate Nellis gone, Pete Warner is getting his health under control is more important than ever. He'll be a key piece in the defense with almost no proven. I like that getting his health under control. Like yeah. it's an, like it's a dog <laughs> it's that's barking at the control. park. Uh, get it under. Come on, run health. away. Stop doing this it's to me. It's been a nuisance, that health. Boy. <laughs> Good God. Uh, he'll be a key piece in the defense with almost no proven line linebacker depth on the team after him and Demario Davis. He's made good strides in his career to this point, but he will need to continue to make them as Demario Davis missed a second New Orleans Saints training camp practice with a calf injury. So, yeah, I mean, Pete Warner, uh, Demario Davis. That's worrisome for Davis, the 34-year-old going into the season with a calf injury. Yeah, don't like that. Yeah. Cam Jordan just got an extension, so congratulations to Cam Jordan. Was that one weird to y'all or just me? No, I, I mean – Cam Jordan is such a – that's like the uh, – How old is Cam? He's the epitome of grown-ass man. Yes. Like, that dude is so good. And looking at, like, his uh, – looking just back at his stats from from his career, wow. Wow, he is so slept on. He's been so good since he came into the league. Mm-hmm. Like, every single year, it's like at least eight sacks. But, I mean, he maxed out like 15 in, 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 a, in a year. I guess you just continue to see – it's not like – I don't know. I think about him in terms of fantasy where it's like, wow, if the Saints were a fantasy team, they need to be selling everything they have right now. Oh, yeah, but definitely. I do forget that, like, these are franchises, and they just want to put butts in seats, and they want to run it back again next year with Derek Carr and Alvin Kamara and Mike Thomas. Well, and, and the Saints have gotten to a point where they've waited too long. Yeah. Because, I mean, at this point, like, what can you get for Cam Jordan? Yeah. A fourth? He's yeah, worth third. more to you than he is to right. any other team. Or he's, Demario Davis. He's been a staple of that franchise. So, leader. For the past decade. Yep. Mm-hmm. They love this guy. Just let yeah. him retire and be done with it. Same yep. with, like, Drew Brees. Like, that's, he's, yeah. I will say the Saints linebackers, um, I, I like DeMario Davis at LB40. That's a nice value. I'm just not in on Pete Warner at LB23. Yeah, that high. seems high. Yeah. I'd much rather That's take high. Troy Anderson at LB30. Yep. LB40, though, for Davis with a calf injury doesn't sound great either, though. I'm fine with it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if he was – It's early. It's early. Yeah, if he was a – But didn't he kind of regress a little bit towards the end of last season? He was season? Everyone, great yeah, last season. He's, he's not – the tackle rate's not great, but, I mean, the sacks are still there. Yep. I mean, he yeah. still has those big weeks. I think he still had at least five sacks. Great best ball target because you're going to yeah. get some spike weeks from him. So. Do you rather have um, DeMario Davis or Jerome Baker in best ball? DeMario Davis. That's tough. Demario Davis. Those guys are both very similar. Both rush the passer a lot. I'd probably go Demario Davis though. We've seen like pretty close. Jerome Baker, LB forty six. I I did enjoy the trip and uh, Macri talk with Jerome Baker. They had me almost back on yep. board, but it's been a couple of maddening years for Jerome Baker where we just keep kind of expecting it to happen. I'll just trust the guy that's done it. Yeah, I'm, I'd, I'd rather if I'm choosing between those two, I'll take the certainty. I could see Jerome Baker though being pretty good this year. He is someone that I think is kind of disrespected a little bit. He's mm-hmm. been solid. Mm-hmm. He really has been. I mean, if you, no one's He's not an LB one, no one. But no one. You never had to draft him as that. You yeah. never had to draft that dude like earlier than like LB thirty. And he's always basically performed as like an LB thirty yeah. to LB. 40 you know he's in that range always and then this year it does feel like he does have a decent chance of maybe outperforming that with Fangio and down 
Jerome? I think he will be better than he's been. Jerome yeah. Baker or Shaq Thompson this year? I think I'll go with Jerome Baker, especially with them bringing in Deion Jones and stuff. Yeah, and, like, you know, close. Frankie Louvu is there. Um, Shaq Thompson was a little bit of a letdown last year. Mm-hmm. I'll go with uh, – He's not near his big play either. Yeah, I feel like I'll go with – The upside. The upside in Baker. Shaq Thompson is getting – He's uh, like 30 now, isn't he? He's getting older, and he's getting faded. I mean, he is going as LB42 – Whereas, yeah, Jerome Baker's hey, LB forty six. Hey, ain't we all getting older and getting faded, brother? <laughs> getting older and yeah. faded. Shaq yes, Thompson's twenty nine. Every night. Uh, let's talk Jack. about the next team Every on night. the list: the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, as well as Winfield blitzes out of the slot. Ryan Neal has also shown a knack for getting to the quarterback. Bowles uses Neal as a blitzer at some interesting times. We can't reveal the specifics. And wh- oh, thank you, Scott Reynolds from Pewter Report. <laughs> and whether so. uh, whether it's a run or a pass, the Seattle. Uh, import is very effective in blowing the play up in the backfield. Neal and Winfield have been joined at the hip since the off season. Uh, they go to Hardee's together every Monday and get cool. breakfast uh, biscuits. No, sorry. And their <laughs> communication and chemistry is right where it needs to be. I just picture people that are attached at the hip going to get Hardee's breakfast. Have you breakfast. ever been to Hardee's for uh, oh yeah, Hardy's. <laughs> I was thinking Crystal. <laughs> yeah, no. If you've been to Crystal for breakfast, you does have Crystal or other White issues. House have a breakfast? Uh, White Castle? Adam's got to know. White White Castle. Castle. What did I say? <laughs> White House. The White House does eat breakfast. I'd I imagine think. they're feeding Biden up <laughs> <Yeah>. there. <laughs> if he's awake before noon, then get all sleepy Joe awake. You feel like he really <laughs> values breakfast. Yeah, Most important meal of the day. Donald Trump's just having uh, McDonald's for breakfast at the White House. <laughs> He's just doubling up. I would go down this rabbit hole. But yeah, White Castle does serve breakfast. Do they really? Oh, I've wow. never like tried it. I've never wanted to start my morning off that way. But yes, I just immediately go to the toilet whenever you it. get the White Castle are breakfast. You, uh, are you bummed with the Bojangles uh, shutdown? Yeah, I was a Bojangles fan. I know you were. It's yeah, too, there's too much competition. But with your whole gluten They're, thing, you yeah, been there yeah, a while. yeah. They, I can't can't have it. As they much. can't cut it in Chicken City. Chicken <laughs> City was too. <laughs> it's it's tough out here. It's tough in it's these streets. Tough. Don't be surprised, people. Don't be surprised if Neil goes down as one of Jason Light's (laughs) best free agent acquisitions. He's off to a hot start as a playmaker. Ryan Neal, everyone, go get this guy. I love that secondary. Mm -hmm. Do you have him in XFFL? I've got him in a lot of places, yes. Uh, But, I mean, and not just safety. I mean, the cornerback room, great. Mm -hmm. I mean, Jamel Dean, he's very underrated. And Carlton Davis, also just one of the most underrated corners in the league. So, very weird team. I mean, what's that? That team is, you know, you, you just lost Tom Brady. Um, and you got Baker Mayfield. You got Baker Mayfield. So that defense is still solid, though. I mean, up front is kind of questionable. We'll see what Kalaja Kansi and Logan Hall are. But, I mean, you still have some really nice pieces, like some nice win-now pieces uh, on that team. So what if they're okay? I kind of have been coming around to that. I mean, they could be okay. Yeah. That division's not that tough. I mean, it's the Saints, Falcons, Panthers. I just don't see it. I just think they have a big old dumpster fire at quarterback, and I think that's going to sink them. See, it's I, Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask. Like Baker kind of was okay in L.A. No, he was not. Yes, he was. No, he was not. <laughs> yes, he was. It's not good. Him and McVay were right on the same way. He had one good game, and then he was trashed the rest of the season. I think this could be sneaky. He has seven it's INTs a ba- that's already a bad division. Camp. That's a bad division. We're about to see your boat fight part two. Someone's going to get a chair. <laughs> I was going to say, don't make me pull this office chair upside your head. Baker Mayfield is not good. He's on like his fifth team. Bro, I bet that hurts so bad. At least Absolutely. it wasn't a metal chair. It looked like it was plastic. It was tough. 
That was yeah, a tough one. And got immediately arrested. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, just a wild weekend for content, folks. Goodness gracious. Good weekend to be online. Let's talk about the NFC East. Kayvon Thibodeau and the Giants. Defensive line continue to dominate. The Giants are expecting big things out of second-year pass rusher Kayvon Thibodeau. He has looked stellar throughout training camp battling. Left tackle Andrew Thomas, he did get tossed on his ass today mm-hmm. on Twitter during one-on-ones and routinely getting after the quarterback and team drills. His fellow uh, edge rusher Aziz Ojolari and defensive tackles Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams are primed to form one of the best defensive lines in the NFL this season. That is from Empire Sports Media. Mm-hmm. So you know it's true. Mr. Rivardo. Yeah, I had to bump him down. I had to, had to, had to put Will Anderson above him. Did you after the video? <laughs> I did, but I, I think I might. You thought about it. I you think thought I might. about it. I think I might. That's Yeah, it's not a great look for Kayvon. Andrew Thomas is maybe the best left tackle He's in good. football, He's though. He's good. That's, that's, that's a great situation. Iron sharpens iron. Yeah, right. sir. You know, you love to see it. He's going to be fine. Kayvon's going to ball this year. Uh, that's another team that when I was doing those defense special teams rankings, I mean – Hard not to put them in the top ten it's this a good year. Team. You're looking up the ADP. Yeah, I, I can. I kind of want to know where uh, where Kayvon and where Aziz is at right now. So Kayvon's high. He's edge nine. Yeah. That is rich. Yeah, uh, but a little, little sexy, a little too yeah. sexy, a little too sexy. And then Aziz Ojolari is going as edge twenty five, DL thirty six. Yeah. Hmm. He's ADP of about sixty three. So what is that like? Uh, early sixth round pick. Yeah, I like that. I like that for Aziz. That's a little secret, a little dirty secret in IDP right now. Mm-hmm. We do love the Jalen Phillips. We do love the Kayvons. We do love the Aidens. But, boy, those price tags are a little. They're getting a little hefty. rich. little sexy, a little too, little too cute. You're, you're paying sticker price. Yeah. There's no discount. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, These guys have to break out. They have out. to hit. Oh, yeah. They yeah. have to break out. And we out. think they oh, will. We your, do. Yeah. They're ruining your league if they are. Exactly. They might ruin your league. They're ruining your whole damn league. <laughs> you're going to ruin your life. <laughs> your marriage is in shambles. Your kids hate you. All because Jalen Phillips didn't get double-digit sacks. Now, Jaylen, why, Daddy? Why? Jalen, I'm okay with being up there. I'm a little, I don't know. Jalen feels a little bit more confident. Kayvon is, you're right. He's getting a little getting a little up there. Yeah. What are you typing on over there? Uh, just uh, moving and shaking. Y'all know how it is. <laughs> we just got we just locked in a, a sponsorship with Reality Sports Online, so we're running it back with those guys yes, this sir. season. So make Great sure platform. you're using code IDP Show if you want to check it out. You get ten uh, percent off your site fee. What's your best contract in XFL right now? Oh man, I've got some sneaky little fun ones. I think I've got um, I've kind of been on Isaiah Hodgins a little bit. Okay, I've got him on like a four year minimum deal. Nice. That was a nice little sneaky deal. Yeah, sneaky sneak. Little sneak sneak. Yeah. Um, let me pull up the team though. Uh, Josh, what I'll do you like right now? I have legit have no idea. Oh, Josh, we do on, our man. auction in like May, and then yeah, it just kind of goes into a black hole by memory. Oh my goodness! But I can pull up the squad. Yeah, please do. I had the most money going into the auction, so sure did. Uh, how did you boys like your madness end of the draft DB selections? Oh, it was pretty. Mine solid. were pretty. My, I felt pretty good about mine. It was mine. good, but I mean, there were some other people in there that were doing the same stuff, yeah. and it made us like. They definitely have my ranks, and they were just you're getting, you're getting riddled with bullets. Getting all oh my god, like it was it yep. was very obvious. So I mean that was frustrating, but I mean overall, I mean I still think I'll pull that up too. Mm-hmm. I wasn't thrilled with it, but it ended up okay. Xavier McKinney was the first guy I got in like round seventeen, mm-hmm. so that was nice, That's pretty good, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I'll pull up the team here as well. I had the most money going into the auction, so I did have a lot of guys I had to pay. 
Of course, landed Anthony Richardson in the rookie draft. I want to look at some of the defensive guys. I do have Asamoah on a um, his rookie deal, so he's only one $1 million this year. Divine Diablo's $983,000. Nice. Bobby Okereke is $3.9. Devin White's on the franchise tag, so he's t- 10.2. Um, so my linebackers I like a lot. And like I said, Cam Crow was just salary dumped to me at $706,000. Mm. Um, so that's not bad. It can't be a rookie deal. It's just cheating. Yep. Oh, well. Tis, tis. Uh, that's mainly a lot of the guys that I have. Is I will say I got Javon Hargrave one year, $6 million. I like that quite a bit. That's really good, yeah. And I've got Jalen Carter as my other defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. So uh, Okay, let's see. Another one I really like. Um, I got I got a good deal on Dexter Lawrence. I got him for four years, $2 million per. Ooh, that's beautiful. I mm. got um, uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson locked up for four years for like $2 million per. That's a good one. Fred Warner's on a, a – a, like a – I think I got two more, uh, two or three more years left of him, and he's like four million. Mm. Um, yeah, guys like that, you know. Kirk Cousins, I have him for like, the minimum on like a. Uh, I got him for another three years, which he's just been great. Yeah, he's, he's just, so cheap. He's so cheap, so underrated. Just always finishes like top fifteen. Mm-hmm. Has monster weeks. Has a great receiving room around him. Just watch quarterback. You'll like. I think you'll like Kirk Cousins oh, a lot dude, more. You need to watch it. Um, let me look up the. Uh, so here was the end of the the madness draft. It went Xavier McKinney, Jordan Fuller, Sidney Brown, Julian Blackman, Marcus Epps. Adrian Amos, Marcus May, Adore Jackson. Perfect. I so like that. that's yeah. okay. I like, uh, I like a, lot a lot of, of those the guys. usual suspects. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, right. so my final eight, same thing. Didn't didn't attack it until round seventeen. Yep. Round seven, seventeen oh six was Xavier McKinney for yep. me. Seventeen ten for me. Um, Justin Reed, then Kyler Gordon, Andre Cisco, Trent McDuffie, Cam Taylor Britt, Quandre Diggs, Rasul Douglas, Carlton Davis. Beautiful. Beautiful. Love it. So pretty. Take it. Love that. Yep. You don't don't overdraft these guys. You nope. Know. Uh, hope everyone you know the Cam Curl stuff works out for you this year. Everybody that's planting the flags and you know getting hard off the value. But uh, what are you going to do if Cam Curl is like a legit IDP MVP this year? You might I, have to hang. I it was. Up. I, I did look. I did look to see um, his, his points per his game. Points per game. He's never averaged more than like eleven and a half per game. Mm. Last year it was like ten points per game. There you go. So I don't know. Pretty what, solid. I don't know, what, I don't know what we're doing, folks. It's that time of season. It's that time of year, Eddie. <laughs> it's hype season. Let's talk about the Commanders. Talking about hype. It's a season of hope for the Washington Commanders with the new ownership in town. Magic Johnson's in the building. Uh, did y'all see that before and after picture of training camp with I them? Seen it. it was. Oh yeah, last year. Legitimately, no one. Like Two. there was three people in lawn chairs, mm-hmm. and then this year it was actually like a full full crowd. Uh, we tried to get up to Colts camp. We were going to go this weekend. Tickets were sold out. Mm. Wow. It was you couldn't get them. They're free, but you have to actually have a ticket to go in. Anthony Richardson hype. Everybody's uh, he hype. Was, he apparently had a great weekend. Yeah. So some Alec Pierce touchdowns got me excited. Let's go back to the Commandos though and talk about um, linebacker Cody Barton, who could be Cody starting if Jamin Davis ends up in the slammer. Uh, as I almost did if Jammin was slamming in the slammer and didn't go there. Could have, though. 
Would have nailed it. The free agent signee enters his fifth NFL season in 2023 and looks right at home for the Commandos. Barton stood out last week. He has good size and see, uh, good size and speed, but his football instincts are terrific. He's a physical player, already drawing his new teammates' praise. It's early, but it looks like Washington may have mail, nailed this free agent signing. That is from CommandersWire.USAToday.com. Uh, people were sleeping on Cody Barton way too much. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jamin Davis has been okay in the opportunity he's gotten, but I mean, I think he's left a lot to be desired. Um, and Cody Barton was actually kind of solid last year. I mean, he, he was fine. So, um, that wasn't a difficult room to, um, you know, uh, I don't know the word I'm looking for <laughs> rise to the top, I guess. There you yeah. Go. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, he great value all off season still probably what, like LB 40 range. I'd LB say. 49. Of That's all easy those, money right there. Of all those LB2 options, he's probably one of the sexiest, I would say. Like Big Bob yeah. Spillane, Landon like, Roberts. Like depth chart LB2. Yes, exactly. Right, yeah. Depth chart lb two. But, I mean, LB49. I yep. mean, that's 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 stupid. That's like a LB5. Yep. On your fancy rosters. I mean, yeah, I think that guy is, like, easily going to finish inside the top 36. This is where you're starting to see a lot of those LB2 goes. He goes in the range of Jermaine Pratt. He goes in the range of Denzel Perryman. Jawan Bentley, Drew Tranquil, Nicholas God. Morrow. Gosh, what a what a good list. That's of a nice little group right, right there. there, right? It's a great list. So, Cody Barton, Bobo. If I could have Cody Barton, Jermaine Pratt, Denzel Perryman on every team, boy, <laughs> just be eating, boy, hog heaven, Bo. <laughs> Don't even need no starting linebackers. Give me the LB twos on the team. I've, Cody Barton's fine. I just don't think he's a good player. So I have I have reservations about. But if Jamin Davis, I mean, this Jamin Davis situation, y'all, is worrisome. The judge has rejected two plea deals. This judge wants Jamin Davis in jail, boys. Yeah. Wow. So, not good. Not, not a good, good. sitch. It mm-hmm. is. I they think, can bring somebody in. Yeah, they probably will. Even if they do, I think Cody Barton could be your LB1. He was great one last starter. year, too. You know, I mean, don't forget, the guy was awesome last year when, like, you knew he was starting. I thought today, too, Rashawn Evans still doesn't have a job. Yep. Uh, it's bizarre to me. Yeah, he will. With He'll happen. get one. It's the same thing that's happened with Yannick and, you know, uh, Justin Houston. Like, Yeah, we didn't talk about that, but Yannick Ngakwe landing in mm. Chicago. Love that signing. Great signing. Love that Friday P. Yep. He's going to get all the snaps that he can handle. I had a lot of Ngakwe shares in best ball just because he's sitting there. In those 20. Yeah, exactly. 20, yeah. People are snatching up, you know, DBs and whatnot. I'm like, let me dip back in and grab Ngakwe. I don't like how the Bears have kind of put together that defense though this offseason. That's an L in my in my mind from a from a franchise perspective. I don't think Ryan Pace has done that very well. Yep. All of a sudden you go and overpay for two linebackers and then you circle back around and kind of overpay Yannick, who is just kind of he did get a lot of money. He's been around a little bit, you know. I just don't he got think like from, ten mil, didn't he? Yeah, around that. From a money perspective, I don't think you've done a great job, but whatever. You have to overpay when you're a bad team. Yeah, right? exactly. It's uh, that's that's what it felt like to me. It's like they didn't have a lot of people that were willing to come there, so they just yeah. wanted to make a big splash. I guess so. But it's like, man, you had to get linebackers. Man. That's the thing. That's the what sets our the sour taste in our mouth. Because let's say they just go the Jack Sanborn route, and maybe they grab like. David Long or Naziz Al Shair for cheap, yeah. and then they go spend their money. Say they go get Hargrave. Yeah, Zach, they go grab yeah. Zach Allen. Yes, Jermont Jones. Suddenly like, we feel much different. Yeah, it's just because they prioritize linebacker. Mm-hmm. 
you know, Matt Eberflus was the Colts defensive coordinator. I think he's used to having two competent linebackers. So maybe that was, maybe he was in Ryan Pace's ear. But man, I think they just allocated their resources to the wrong position group. Really bad. Agree. Yep. It's so, fine to make the mistake, but to like offer up just the the contract years that they did to Tremaine. I know. It's, just, it's a lot. And then I think Ryan Pace said something after the Yannick signing to where it was like, yeah, I had a lot of fans reminding me that I was supposed to sign a defensive end. And it's just like, I don't know if that's a real quote or not, but if it is, it's just a bad look for a young GM. Yeah, got one year, $10.5 million. $10 million guaranteed. Good God. That is a nice payday this late in the season. Yeah. So uh, Houston got a solid little deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, I guess, how it goes. Those guys are like, I'm not coming to work for you for less than yeah. seven mil or whatever. Yeah. And shout out our boy George Fant signing with the Houston yeah. Texans. Going to be starting now with Titus Howard, broken yeah. hand out for four to six weeks. So in Chicago, it's going to be um, Rashad Weaver, opposite. Maybe. It's going to be Demarcus Walker, yeah. I think, opposite. Yeah, Demarcus Walker. Where is Weaver? Travis Weaver's in Tennessee. Travis okay. Gibson. I thought he went up there. Uh, Travis Gibson, Demarcus Walker. al Muhammad came back to, to the Colts. Yep. Okay. A lot of movement. I think Demarcus Walker. I still like Demarcus Walker. I think I he's too. a that's nice little nice little dart throw. Yeah, yeah he's Did fine. he come over from Tennessee? Tennessee. That's, where, that's mm-hmm. who you're thinking of. So, kind um, of a late breakout type guy. Yep. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, get some snaps. So, Eagles, Reed Blankenship firmly ensconced. That's a great word. As yep. one starter, veteran Terrell Edmonds and fourth-year pro Kayvon Wallace have taken turns with the first-team defense with rookie Sidney Brown getting a taste of first-team reps recently. Edmonds and Wallace are very close through the first couple weeks, but I'd say Wallace has been a bit more active and productive the Eagles expect Brown to be the starter one day, and I think that will happen. But right now, I feel like Wallace has a slight lead over Edmonds. It's from Yahoo Sports. Yeah, one of those um, secondaries that I'm probably just going to avoid. Yep, seems muddy. I know, I'm not really interested. Not in a also, lot of guys. That doesn't, what kind of upside are you capturing? Right. Like, we don't know what type of player Sidney Brown is going to be. Like, is what type of, you know, a lot of times, like, after a few years, we kind of have an idea of like, oh, what type of player is this? Is he a playmaker? Is he getting the yeah. backfield a lot? Is he, you know, is he have a knack for making big plays? Stuff like that. We just don't we don't know enough about what Sidney Brown is. But I mean, Reed Blankenship, pretty certain that he's not some stud. Mm-hmm. Same with Terrell Edmonds. He's these are all Jags. Yeah, all just a bunch of Jags. Yep, rental type guys. Like I'm just not interested in, in targeting. They want from here. Sidney Brown. And Nakobe Dean and Jalen Carter to be the spine of that defense of the future. This team drafts really well, yeah. so if they prioritize Sidney Brown, I like that guy. I do think he'll crack the rotation at some point this year because I think those other guys are just not really going to be super staunch in keeping Sidney Brown off the field. But sounds like these vets will probably get the nod early on. Sure. Yeah. So I, you got to keep in mind, guys, that you think even if the news isn't positive right now. Because remember, Nick Cross was getting blown up yeah. last offseason. So the offseason hype doesn't always translate. It's like trust the analysis before we get into hype season, which is that Sidney Brown was a very good safety prospect who landed in a great situation. Yeah. So I do think he cracks that room at some point, that role at some point this season. Have y'all been seeing the Jordan Davis hype? It's people saying he looks a little faster, yes, looks better dude, this year. He's like lost a ton of weight, yep. it looks like. Mm-hmm. I'm kind yeah, of buying he, into that to some looks, extent. He looks great. Especially with that opportunity. I mean, I know Javon Hargrave, and there's still a bunch of guys there, but Jordan Davis could come back around to some IDP relevance this year. I'm not yeah, shipping him a, off as just an NFL defensive yeah, tackle he could, guy. Yeah, he could easily be like a D 
Derek Brown type player, a yep. guy that soaks up, you know, 70 tackles. Probably not have a high sack upside. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, who cares? I mean, in your mm-hmm. leagues where you start defending the tackles, like if I can get someone that can if he give can, me 70 tackles, yes. like that's that's useful. That's if a, that's a DT2. a relevant plug-and-play, bi-week fill-in mm-hmm. type yeah. of D-tackle, Solid that's floor. Great. That's fantastic. Gosh, yeah. maybe two of the most athletic defensive tackles that we've seen in the last – Five years, both at the Eagles, yep. with him and Jalen Carter. The line yeah. is filthy. That's insanity. And you got Milt Williams over there, just hanging the out, like bro. Nine, can I play? Eight RAS. Yes. <laughs> it's like you unathletic dog. It's like I got a nine eight RAS. They're making fun of him. Yeah, yeah it's like you're so slow and unathletic. <laughs> Let's talk about another good defensive line. The Cowboys' Micah Parsons has been making things difficult for whoever he lines up against, from reserve offensive tackles to starters like Tyron Smith and Terrence Steele. Pass rushers aren't allowed to hit the quarterback, but Parsons accidentally did so Tuesday, knocking Dak Prescott to the ground on a play that probably had many in the organization holding their breath. There's no question that Parsons is not only ready for the season, he's ready to make a run at NFL Defensive Player of the Year. He would be my pick. For defensive player of the year at this point, this dude seems like he had the quotes, I think, this week saying he wants to be the greatest Hall of Famer of all time. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that mentality. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we just saw um, another great Cowboys edge rusher. I get him and Demarcus Lawrence confused, but um, it was the other great Cowboys edge rusher. I'll have to Google who it was, but they had another. Demarcus Ware. Thank you, Demarcus Ware, uh, go into the Hall of Fame. So yeah. it's like you have a, you know, track record of excellence at this position that you are living up to. And I think Micah Parsons is going to do that. But opposite him, entering year 10, Demarcus Lawrence looks like a player with some gas left in the tank. He has recorded multiple sacks and team drills and full pads and has looked fresh in individual work. The Cowboys' defensive line, defensive end rotation is loaded with Parsons, Dante Fowler, Sam Williams, and Dorrance Armstrong. But Lawrence will continue being one of the biggest defensive contributors as long as he's able to stay healthy. Uh, That is from The Athletic. That's always been the issue, right? The health stuff. I mean, but yeah, that guy is still... Very, very good. One of the top pass rushers in the league when he's healthy. And, yeah, I mean, another great situation. Someone you didn't even mention was Mozzie Smith, who was apparently just tearing it up in camp as well. Yeah. Um, and Dominican Sue comps is what right. I'm hearing. He's, he's, I mean, he could potentially be massive for that defensive line and, and the pieces around him. So, uh, yeah, I, you mentioned Sam Williams. I really like Sam Williams to have a nice breakout this year. I would love to see it. Uh, The Athletic Football Show ranked their top 10 defenses. Both Robert and Nate picked the Dallas Cowboys as the best defense in the NFL. I think so, too. And and it's one of those teams where you're kind of like, you're not really blown away by stars. Like, I mean. Like, look at their linebackers. Right. It's LVE and. Damone Clark. Damone Clark. And then look at the safeties, too. It's like Jerron Curse, Mm -hmm. Donovan Wilson, Malik Hooker, these guys that have kind of been, like, no names. Yep. Bounce around a little bit. Malik Hooker was, I think, a first-round pick who washed out in Indy, but just got extended by Dallas. Yep. So, shout out Malik. Corner, they're pretty solid. You know, Dig just got a massive deal. Yep. But, yeah, I mean, this isn't a a, a team that's just loaded full of studs, you know. Great like defensive a, Like a 49ers or something. Like, yeah. That's um, a good rotation, though. Dorrance yeah, Armstrong. They are deep. Oso, Digizua. Yep. Solid in the front, for sure. Yep. And and probably, I mean, up there for best defensive coordinator in the league in Dan Campbell. But Parsons yeah. does a lot to get that 
to get that. It helps when you have the maybe the best defensive player in the league. Yeah. Yes. In some time. He's the X factor, no doubt about it. Yep. So let's wrap up with the NFC North and talk Lions. We mentioned Aiden Hutchinson earlier. He has been an absolute problem, and it doesn't matter if he's working against the second team offense or the first. He's been living in the backfield, which is precisely what you want to see from your former number two overall pick. He's notched a few sacks in the scrimmage and is far more disruptive in these settings than he was a year ago. So... I mean, Aiden Hutchinson, even though you are paying that sexy sticker price, I think he's yeah. going to live up to it this season. Yeah, we knew about the work ethic, and, I mean, it's 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 he's shown it. You know, that's that's why he was drafted above Kayvon. I mean, it was mm-hmm. because of stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, you just like that in your guys. You like guys that, like, care mm-hmm. and want to be great, and that seems exactly what Aiden is. In IDP, it seems like he could take a step into that Nick Bosa, Miles yep. Garrett category Agreed. in this next season. Yeah, I agree. Could be loading a top five, top six type of edge yeah. rusher type of season. And for honestly, Hutchinson. if you're looking at best ball for 2024, you could see maybe TJ Watts getting a little bit older. Yep. You could maybe see him be the one that steps out and Aiden be the one that kind of steps into that big five of Garrett Bosa. Um, Micah Parsons, Aiden Hutchinson, Max and then Crosby. Max Crosby. Dude, yeah. how loaded is the edge wrestler position? Good I know Lord. we're re- retreading a topic from last episode, but it's man, so good. the it's, NFL is in such a good spot right so now. It's so good, and it's so important that you make that position valuable in your league. Yes. I'm going to have a roster construction, roster setup type something come out here pretty soon, and that's what we're going to hammer on. It's just with the way the NFL is now, mm-hmm. you cannot let guys at that position not be valuable Mm -hmm. yep the nfl values them too much so we should as well this is an interesting take this is from colton pouncey at the athletic when the first team defense took the field this is the group i saw aiden hutchinson and charles harris at edge josh pascal and aleem mcneil at defensive tackle jack campbell and alex anzalone at lb Cam Sutton and Jerry Jacobs at corner, C.J. Gardner-Johnson and Kirby Joseph at safety, and Brian Branch at nickel. Tracy Walker was with the second team. Mm. Josh Pascal at DT. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. interesting. Yeah. Because he doesn't really fit that bill yeah. from a body type perspective. Also interesting, we're not hearing much about Justin Houston. Mm-hmm. A guy that put up, like, what, eight and a half sacks? Did you see his comments from earlier this offseason? He wasn't sure about how he's he He's like, I he don't fit. know how I'm going to be used. I want to be out there, but I guess they'll get me out there when they get me out there. It's just odd because, I mean, there's outside of Aiden Hutchinson, it's like. I'd rather have um, let's James throw, Houston than yeah. Charles Harris. Let's throw this guy that lit the league <laughs> on fire. Yes. What are we doing? Is he getting the Frankie Louvu treatment where they're just putting him in bubble wrap and going to unleash him on the league week one? It Maybe does, so. Hope it, so. It seems like Jack Campbell's playing week one. It seems like that might be trending to be the... I think Jack Campbell could be the LB1 for them by like week four. Yeah. I think it's going to happen really quick. That's something I want to monitor. There's just such a lack of talent there at linebacker that it's going to be hard to tell Jack, no, you're going to play on the second team this week. I want to see a film breakdown of Alex Anzalone (laughs) running around the wrong direction and Jack Campbell being in the exact right spot from the first, like, two weeks of the season. Mm. It's going to be hilarious to watch the film comparison between those two guys. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson could be – he could be a candidate for a top-five defensive back in IDP in 2023, I think – I think this sets up really well for his skill set, for the lack of linebacking production there in Detroit, and for um, you know a team that we expect to be really good in 2023. I think he is very, very important to not only the Lions, but I think he's going to be a sneaky good IDP this year. Going to bring the juice, the yep. attitude. 
Yep. And yeah, he's one of the few guys on that defense that knows how to make plays and has a track the, record of doing it. If this is the setup, Kirby Joseph is going to play deep. I mean, clearly, Kirby Joseph is not is not a box safety in my opinion. Gardner Johnson is going to be the guy that's the strong safety down in the box and is racking up the tackles. I think this sets up really well for him to have a good. He season. is safety eleven, DB fourteen. That feels appropriately priced. What round is that? So he is uh, one thirty five overall. So one hundred and forty four would be the twelfth. So he's he's like a twelfth round pick. Yeah. No. Yeah. Still too high. That's going to be the answer for all of these safeties, <laughs> unless they're going in like the seventeenth round or beyond. But yeah. uh, the the where they're being drafted, I think that feels appropriate for Tracy Walker. The safety did an, pecking order. Walker did an Achilles. Achilles, mm-hmm. but yeah. I mean, the reports have been that he's been okay too and really? fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, they got they got a lot of they got a lot of good players in that secondary now. Mm-hmm. He is, and uh, a lot of guys that can kind of do the same thing, like a lot of like slot corner mm-hmm. types. Like yeah. Kirby Joseph can play slot. Chauncey Garner Johnson's really good in the slot. Smaller guy. And you brought in Cameron Sutton from from uh, Pittsburgh, who yep. is exclusively a slot corner. So I mean, what are these? Brian Branch? Did you mention him? He's also very familiar with the slot. <laughs> is uh, Julian and Romeo both there? The Aquaras? Uh I know Romeo is. Let's see where Julian Aquaras. Probably. Is. That's kind of another one, even over Charles Harris, where it's like, yeah. yeah, Julian's there as well. Okay. Huh. I know it's just a weird that. Defensive end two, that edge two there is just <laughs> never done much. Yeah, they're both in the Lions. Yeah, that's cool. Just big question, with your bro. Huh. Uh, let's talk about your team, Addy. Or no, we're gonna talk about the Packers first. Then we'll talk about the Vikings. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot of a lot of buzz coming out of the Vikings camp. So I'm excited to get to them. But let's talk about Lucas Van Ness. Took his first snaps with the starters at edge rusher opposite Preston Smith, with Rashawn, Rashawn Gary still on the pup list. He did come off that list. While he rehabs his knee, Van Ness was a disruptive force during the Packers' family day open training session, too. Man, it's going to be interesting to see. Where would you all kind of stack these first-round edge rushers in terms of who finishes the season with the highest snap percentage? Cowborg, shout-out, Borgannoni, uh, took Van Ness, I think, at the 202 in our mock. And we kind of giggled at it because it's you know it was higher than his standard ADP. But I think Van Ness could be... Maybe one of the best producing edges out of this class. It, it's it's up for grabs at behind Will Anderson at edge two. Yeah, uh, Will Anderson, I think, assuming how oh, yeah. all these guys, yeah. he's going to get a ton of snaps, like north of eighty percent. But aside of snaps. from Will Anderson, who's the number two? That's a great question. Is it going to be FAU? Edge, is it going to be Tyree Wilson? Is F- it going to be Will McDonald? Uh, Lucas Van Ness? Is it going to be Nolan Smith? Nolan Smith? LV, I mean, LVN has a good shot. I would I would think. Depends yeah. on Rashawn Gary. Yeah. If Gary is right, then uh, probably not Lucas Van Ness. But I but I still feel like they're going to be conservative yeah. with Gary. Yep. You know? And Preston Smith is not like a world beater. You no, know, he's like 31, 32. He's a rotational Who, who has point. the opportunity? F- FAU probably has the clearest yeah. path. Today, yes. But I still you see still Kansas Ch- City bringing somebody else You in. have Chandler Jones ahead of uh, Tyree Wilson. Wilson not practicing right now. Will McDonald, we mentioned that room, is very crowded. Nolan Smith, I is, mean. Is Chris Jones still holding out? Uh, I think so, yeah. Hmm. So Maybe he's, he's hold, holding in. Okay. He's Miles there. Murphy, obviously, behind Hendrickson and yep. yeah. Hubbard. Um that's so, tough. I mean, Tyree Wilson, if he could get the health right, I mean, he would he would vault up almost, there, I think. I'll say Van Ness, man. Van Ness has a good shot. He and was also, a really high draft pick. I'll go with FAU, assuming they don't bring in someone else, uh, which, I mean, we'll see. They still could. There's and guys out there. That's a good call, there. too, because we saw Karloftis get, like, what, like 
700 snaps mm-hmm. last yep. year. Yep. yep, and it's 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 those two guys right now. So, yeah. all right, let's talk about the Vikes. And uh, one man has stolen the show at Vikings training camp. It is Ivan Pace Jr. He is having a tremendous camp so far. He is explosive, hitting the right gaps and making plays. There isn't quite enough there for him to be a starter as he doesn't stack and shed well enough to be an every-down player. But as we've said before, there is absolutely a role in this team for Pace. Don't be surprised if he gets a high snap share from the onset of the regular season. Mm. To kind of pair that with the uh, Ivan Pace news, Brian Asamoa has been inconsistent. He's essentially Lewis seen in linebacker form, an explosive weapon that is improving, but he doesn't make the best decisions. This two-play sequence from Asamoa is all you need to know about where his game is at. Play one, shoots the gap, tackle for loss. Play two, picks the wrong gap, 10-yard gain. When he is on, Asamoa is a true game record. When he misses, which admittedly is less than the last year, it can turn into a game-changing play. There is still time during practice for Asamoa to work through things. The excitement is still there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily for Asamoa, I think he's going to have a long leash just because there isn't that much around him, right? I mean, Ivan Pace Jr., this is great. I mean, this is amazing. We this was we were so bummed that this guy went undrafted just because usually, I mean, it's not very likely that you're going to be relevant. It's hard. But he did land in a room that's not that scary. Mm-hmm. It's Asamoa who is still Second figuring year. things out, right? And then it's Jordan Hicks, a journeyman, you know, linebacker who I think is over 30 at this point. So, I mean, really, really good situation for Pace Jr., and you have to remember, Pace Jr., like, production-wise, this guy was absolutely insane. Yep. At Cincinnati last year, 13 games, 136 tackles, 20.5 TFLs, and 9 sacks. The PFF grades were also amazing for, for Pace Jr. last year. 93.1 overall PFF grade. Um, in 22, it was a 83.0 PFF grade. So, I mean, production-wise, it does not get better than Ivan Pace Jr. So, opportunity. If he gets an opportunity, this is someone that you have to roster on your team just because he could be he could be a stat uh, like a stat sheet stuffer that we've not really seen. Like yeah. someone that can get tackles. It was kind of like Frankie Louvu. Yep. I mean that's yeah. the, that stat line is kind of zero to hero. Yeah, that's kind of like a similar and just the way he scores. You know, gets a lot of tackles. Also has uh, the ability to sack the quarterback. Yeah. So I mean that's kind of what you could. Maybe see if everything falls perfectly for Ivan Pace Jr. Still very unlikely. You got to always remember this guy's undrafted. But wouldn't that be fun with him? It and would be Brian fun. Asamoa? That would be fun. Yep. You know, it's Jordan Hicks, which, you know, he's fine. And I mean, they got Brian Flores there, who is a hard ass. I mean, mm-hmm. so if one of these, if Asamoa does end up sucking or, you know, keeps messing up, like he'll get someone in there to, to try and, you know, improve things. So, yep. I mean, there is a there is a scenario where Pace Jr. Has gets a significant role. yeah gets significant snaps, and then what can he do with those snaps? I mean, if he does anything like he did in college, like you have a league winning mm-hmm. type linebacker on your team, mm-hmm. I'm rostering him. Yes, mm-hmm. you know oh, it's worth it. It's yeah. totally worth it. Absolutely, yeah. there's enough of a nebulous kind of situation behind Asamoa as the Vikes LB2 that I'll take a shot. I mean, yeah. I remember how bummed Macri was this guy didn't get drafted. Yeah. He loved Ivan Pace. Yeah. Um, so I would I would love to see it happen. It's just going to be really tough, and I'm not expecting anything year one, but I'll roster him, put him on a taxi squad, and just see what happens. The Vikings are a bizarre team this year. 
you know, um, just a weird setup right now. Letting Dalvin Cook walk, letting Zadarius Smith go to the Browns. Um, Daniil Hunter got a new deal. Yeah, yeah. he did. Yeah. So, so little raise. So that's good, a little bit of a bump, but it's just a weird setup. I mean, the Vikings were really close last year. I mean, weren't they like 10-1 and one or something like that? They, they were, were They were 13-3. and three. It, it was one of those seasons, though, where it was like the games could have gone either way. Yeah, they were leading they, in like, like, I think it was eight, Eight points and under, they were like nine and one. Yes. Something insane. Quite the opposite for like the Denver Broncos. Um, maybe you're right. Maybe they were a little bit of fool's gold last year. But, man, I don't know. Weird weird team, weird setup right now for Kirk Cousins, for all of them. And, but and weirdly enough, you're right. I mean, they've lost a ton on defense. When you look at this team compared to last year, yeah, I mean, it's totally different. Mm-hmm. But you brought in Brian Flores, mm-hmm. one yeah. of the most respected defensive coordinators in the league. And – I mean, it probably doesn't matter. Probably yeah. doesn't matter they lost all these dudes. That defense, I mean, honestly, I could see that defense being better, which mm-hmm. doesn't make sense when you think, oh, they've lost Darius Smith, they've lost Eric Kendricks. Jordan Hicks. They got a good DC in there. They've now. added that some matters good talent, though. So much. Yeah. We see it all the time. Yep. Jordan Hicks could be a nice little, like, ugly play this year. Yes. He could just He'll, rack he'll up probably a bunch start of gross the season alongside mm-hmm. Asamoah. Yeah. And depending on how Asamoah does, he could be the getting the most snaps there. Mm-hmm. We, could, we could look up again and say, Freaking Jordan Hicks did it again, man. Because, yeah. I mean, Minnesota is going to be solid enough to win games, right? I mean, yeah. I think they're still – they should make the playoffs with that offense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, they're going to they're gonna want to make sure that they're putting out a good product on the field. Like, if one of those guys aren't getting done, like I said, like they're wow. going to replace them. Okay, I take it back. Jordan Hicks is going five spots ahead of Brian Asamoah right now. Yeah, he, I, I don't rich. have any Jordan Hicks. That seems LB34, Asamoah is LB39. Which is wild to me. Oh, my tough. gosh. Tough. That's crazy. I was thinking Hicks would be in, like, the 50s or 60s. Come on, people. Come on. No. Wow. Don't be scared. Ivan Pace probably just undrafted in a bunch of these best No, balls. I don't think he's been drafted in. Yeah. Let's see if he even, Man, see if he even he's shows up on the spreadsheet. Like, he's LB 102. The last round or two where it's right, just like. Right, right behind Christian Ellis of the Eagles. <laughs> so there you go. That hype just started recently. Yes, yeah. it did. The drum beat just started going. We mentioned him on the pod. I mean, we in mm-hmm. passing, we definitely did like 2 months ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, here it comes. All right, let's wrap up with the Bears. Coach Matt Eberflus said of the new signing of Yannick Ngakwe that we talked about, we see him as an every down in, so he's going to have to play in those early down situations and he's done it. He's been good at it and we've got to make sure that he sharpens that part of it as well. He and he will do that. We're excited where he is in terms of being an every down defensive end from us. This is coming from the head coach, y'all. Safety Jaquan Brisker led the team in sacks last season. That tells you everything you need to know about why they gave Yannick Ngakwe $10.5 million. So Ngakwe is expected to receive plenty of opportunities to rush the passer. Talk about yucky, kind of just not gross names, but just like not a guy you're excited about. Plug Yannick Ngakwe in early in the season. This dude's going to get a ton of run. 100%. What is he going to see? 900 snaps this year, probably. probably. If he can, if he can handle it, absolutely. Probably. Yep. I mean, if they're talking about using him on all downs, like maybe he sets a career high in tackles too. You mm-hmm. know, which has never been his game. Like saying he's an uh, every down player. No, no, he's not. He's a pass rush specialist. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about, Matt or Eberflus? Uh, his name's Matt, right? Matt yeah. Eberflus. Yeah. Okay, yeah, right. I'm not looking at the notes. Uh, I was looking at Yannick Ngakwe's ADP, which is edge 67. Wow. DL 87. That is just. Delicious value. That'll go up until like the fifty. It'll still be like he'll still be a good value. Yeah. Just because I mean he's on the Bears and yeah. 
Nobody's really excited. And also, about there that. are really good edge. There's a lot. There's a, a huge edge pool this year. Really good edge pool. Are you buying the Bears turnaround this year? I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be six no. or seven wins. Hell but there's no. like Fields MVP talk and no, like that shit's crazy. I know. I and mean, DJ Moore's gonna have a breakout. What are they talking? No, he's not. They yeah. uh, they don't throw it hardly at all. Well, they talked about he's the betting favorite right now. Uh-huh. They failed to mention what are the odds. Because that's the thing. That's what's going to be driving MVP bets is like, what are the – he probably has great odds. Who, Fields? Fields, yeah. yeah. So it's like if yeah. you – he's probably like, I don't know, 50 to 1. Well, I don't know you don't what. want to bet on Mahomes to exactly. bet a dollar to yeah, lose a dollar exactly. twenty. You want to try to yeah. win. So that was always a bit misleading of like, oh, my God, the public think. No, he's just probably a really good bet yeah. in terms of the odds you can yeah, get. value-wise. Value-wise, exactly. I just, I just don't think the Bears are going to turn around as much as uh, – Public perception right now. I yeah, get, they'll be I fine. The they hype. won two games last year. Yeah, they will be better. I mean, are they are they still the worst team in the division? I mean, the pa- who knows what the Packers? Jordan Love. We'll Jordan see. Love's a big old question. Mark. But that defense is still solid. Yep. The defense yep. still way better than Chicago's defense. Yes, I'll take Green Bay over Chicago. I think I would too. Detroit's um, better than Chicago. Minnesota's and so is better. Minnesota. So yeah, they're the worst team in that division. I still think the Detroit line is still kind of. Uh, I'm not buying into Detroit just yet. Like they still, I mean, we just read their defense. It was just like, eh, I don't know. They got opening night against the Chiefs, man. The public is yeah. in on the line. The I'm, public, I'm with you. I think it's a little rich. The public is. I think it's a little rich. Yep, I agree. People I think are excited about the Lions, aren't they? I think that's a Gibbs nine ten win team. Optimistically, and and yeah. Campbell. Dan Campbell's just a likable Jared personality. Being talked up. That's a win win. We'll see. Maybe. When do they have to pay him again? I mean, he's coming up soon. He's coming up. Yeah. Is that something that you do? Do you just get stuck with it because you win nine or ten games and you're not picking high enough to take a quarterback? I would just tag him, right? I mean, he's got like – Goff has like that Kirk Cousins in him a little bit. Like, he can sling it. Like, he's a little slept on, I think. Like, he is – you know, Bobby, the – they always talked yeah. about it with Chris Wessling. Prime it was the rating. Dalton scale, who is the prime rating of quarterbacks. And he is the point at which if you're better – if you're on this side of the line from Jared Goff, you have your franchise quarterback. If you're on this side of the line, you need a franchise quarterback. But if you're Jared Goff, you are stuck in this purgatory, this limbo of, well, we could Goff could be the guy, but maybe we also need a quarterback. So you're just on this seesaw of just indecision when it comes to your franchise so you, quarterback. So you draft a quarterback in the third round. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, this is probably not going to work out. Yeah. But. Yeah, we got to do something, right? Yeah. We got to take a swing. Did we have Jared Goff? I yeah, mean, exactly. We, he, yeah. But he's good enough. I mean, it's just yeah, like you're talking yourself spot. into it. Some weird moves from Detroit. Letting you know DeAndre Swift is now gone. Um, and Gibbs though, that's true. They do have Jameer Gibbs. Why not? Maybe just keep, even was a bit of a reach. Just keep him. I don't. Might have got to be a little more. Maybe I think, maybe I think Swift. Swift probably has like a little I think bit of a about it. Yeah, or, I think that team hates DeAndre Swift. Yeah, did they I think draft the coaches him? hate Swift. No, they didn't draft him. They did. Yeah, they did. Yeah. No, but I'm saying I'm saying Campbell didn't draft DeAndre. No, no, Swift. no. Right, right. He was he was prior. Right. And and yeah, I'm sure he didn't fit with Campbell. Jamison Williams really isn't working out right now. No. You know, constantly just kind of having suspended for issues. six games and then yeah, you're ACL not the hype. Amon Ra, though, was pretty, yeah. pretty dang Ooh, nice. Yeah, he's great. But That's going to be a fun opening night. Chiefs and Lions. And I, and I really like Marvin Jones back there, yeah, too, I too. man. Yep. I think he's always been slept on. Because golf throws the ball a lot. Even mm-hmm. though, like, Campbell can say what he wants to about running the ball, he lets Jared Goff sling the ball to some extent. Oh, and Sam Laporta. Yeah, it looks fancy. great reviews. I was listening to the ballers the other day, speaking of Kyborg, and they were talking about how could this be the first year that we see four relevant 
rookie tight ends. Laporta, mm-hmm. um, Luke Kincaid. Kincaid, Musgrave, and I think they were even talking Michael Mayer down yeah. in the um, They just Las released O.J. Howard. Yep. yep. But they do have one other guy there that's kind of a vet. But I still think Mayer's going to get some play with Jimmy G. So there you go, yeah, folks. Hooper. That's it. That's some it. IDP talk, a little bit of um, just general NFL talk. You get it all on the IDP show. That's what we like to do. We like talking ball, and the season is drawing ever closer, guys. We will have actual football games to talk about the next time we are with you. Wow. Let's, let's finish with a question here. Let's oh, think Bible's about deep uh, on us. who do you want to go get right now? What's the training camp got you hot for? Maybe hmm. value, maybe not. IDP-wise, who do you feel like is uh, an Probably. acquirable target? Probably no one that's getting hyped. You yeah, know? that's true. Um, I sent out a trade offer for Kenneth Walker. I'm going after. If I'm going after guys right now, it's guys that are being faded because of injury. The stocks down yes. a little bit. You're looking for the rise. Scoop in, grab the value. Zach Charbonnet's got people scared. Yeah, yeah. that's um, smart. That's I smart. love Kenneth Jermaine Walker. Pratt. I think would be a, a solid target with Logan Wilson getting the the extension. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, people don't like him. You can probably get him for a fifth. Yeah, guys that like that. I mean, otherwise, like. Everyone knows about Jalen Phillips. Everyone knows about Kayvon. Like, it's too late to buy those yep. types at this point. For sure. Um, I don't know. But then, like, those weird guys, like the Cameron Thomas, you know, Cameron Thomas, like, players like that that haven't quite broken out yet. Like, that's that's who I would be targeting at this point. You I like know? that. Could you go get a Sam Williams or a Jermaine Johnson before they start to get more and more buzz as the season goes along. Yeah, that's a good – I mean, like, obviously, like, Tyree Wilson's a great buy, yep. you know, mm-hmm. especially with the foot stuff scaring people. Will McDonald, you know, you in know, the season. Cash in on injuries because people want to see their guys playing in the yep. preseason. They want to hear good training camp reports. And if they're on the shelf, that is that puts them in a mind state of, well, eh, this guy really hadn't done much. Name a defensive end for the Los Angeles Rams. No, I will not. Uh, yeah, Byron Young. We'll see what he turned and into. And I think he Yaya Diaby, right? He's on Yaya. Uh, Tampa Bay. Yep, Tampa he's Bay. Moved. Um, mm. Michael Hoecht or whatever. <laughs> Michael Hecht. 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 Goodness gracious! Isn't he like an interior guy? Uh, maybe. That, no, but that team's so bad. I know. That team may win three games. Aaron Donald might be on a different team this time next year. Boy, it just depends on what his career. is. It is Ernest like. Jones. It is Aaron Donald. And now, it's, and now it's John if Johnson. Cooper Cup is hurt. We're in big trouble. I thought you said Pooper Cup, and I was like Puka Nakua. He could be Pooper Cup. I don't know about IDPs that I really want to try to acquire now. I've kind of, I've kind of. Uh, this th- is the I season. Think it, I think it's vets. I think if you're acquiring yeah. guys, it's vets. Like I mean, Javon Hargrave, I think would be a great buy. Sure. What could you could you go get Hargrave for a third? That's someone that can help you potentially for another three years. It's all I dependent think. on who Josh is not taking a third for Javon Hargrave. But you're not? Probably not a third. I've got a lot of thirds. If you're so. rebuilding, I mean okay, but you have a lot of thirds. Mm. Yeah, so it's it's all contextual. You may be able to get him for a third. But you're not getting a second for him. No yeah. one's I don't think anyone's someone, giving you a second. Someone should take a third for Javon Hargrave. Right. That's a very modest value. I've got him in a league and I would love for someone to come just and he's worth that. Someone yeah. should come give me a third for him. Little, someone should give you a second. We're talking about defensive tackle required leagues. Yeah. Especially in those types of leagues, you can make an argument for that. Set it and forget it. Uh, Defensive tackles are very valuable. A little who'd you get? I did just a couple weeks ago. Um, I have Aaron Donald, but I did go get uh, Christian Wilkins because I'm kind of worried for the post Aaron Donald life, which I feel like is probably coming soon. That's not good because I'm yeah. probably going to flag plant Aaron Donald this year. I've been thinking about mine. I'm thinking Devondre Campbell, Aaron Donald, probably just these guys I've been drafting like crazy in best ball. Speaking of which, folks, theidpshow.com. I think I just uh, created 
13 new leagues. We're about to launch 13 new drafts. I wanted to get us to 75 total so that we could then make about 25 more the rest of the offseason. Sure. See if we can get to 100. Sure, we're, we're pushing. Sure. If we can, we're fine. It's, yeah, okay. it's okay. It's okay. We've, We've done way more than anyone else. Plenty of drafts, yeah, yeah. Plenty of drafts and plenty of ADP. That's about 74 more than anyone else in IDP has <laughs> done this year. ADP right. is why you sub. It's, it's so it's valuable. Incredible. It's insane what the young king has gotten in there and uh, – and surmise. And it's, I love it because you can look up to see Madness versus the actual ADP. So if yeah. you want to compare to see who went later in no. Madness versus who went compared no. to their ADP, you can. And our friends know. We have it's our true. friends that are using right. it and, and on their websites. And at footballguys.com is, uh, has adopted our ADP. So, I mean. The training camp hype is here. It's the IDP show. It's Jake Colhagen. It's Evan Ronda. It's Jace Abbey. It's insane right now the amount of Boo-bam crushing it. Boo-bam, Boo-bam crushing it on is the killing front. the IDP yes. minutes. Shout out. If you're not following, if you're not subbed, you're just. You're uh, behind. And you you're, you're not going to win. Yep. You will not win. So check us out, theidpshow.com. We're probably about to send out the links to a lot of these drafts. So come sign up as a sub. You'll get Adam's best ball rankings. The DST the rankings are ridiculous. Yeah. I messaged Adam and Josh the other day about this. Like, hey, this might be worth doing. I look up. Adam has a small novel already yes. written in about a day. As he does. And I know a bunch of y'all are normies. Y'all play a bunch of just standard offense, you know, only. DST league. Fantasy. for you guys. Yeah, it's awesome. This is perfect for y'all. We have a DST league. Our our home league is DST. When yeah, is so. that, by the way? I still enjoy it. Still yeah. a good time. Yeah. Draft coming up. Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> we'll figure cool. it out. Every year we're, like, yeah. figuring it out at the hey, ninth hour. Jefferson's so. going back to the pot. That's right. Is he, he really? Is. He's yeah. back in. I think he's back in now. I'm going all 200. We do a keeper league. 200, baby. All right, Last boys. year with Jamar. We got to wrap up this episode. Somehow we went as long as last time. So we just got a lot to say. We got a lot to talk about. So when we come back, yeah, next time you hear from us, we will be talking actual preseason action, some takeaways from the first two weeks of games because John Macri will be back with you all next week talking three down linebackers with the Green Dot King, Mike Wollert. And then after that, he'll have his flag plant episode as my guy's episode with Gary Davenport. We've got flag plants coming up. We're going to talk about some preseason takeaways next episode. Mm. So, oh, the season's drawing closer. I can feel it. I miss Macri. Miss him every day. Let's get him down Me here. too. Now, very exciting announcement. Uh, John probably will be talking about this. He started to float it a little bit on Twitter, but they are doing a weekly IDP episode for the PFF Fantasy Podcast. Adam is going to be the week one guest. Uh, Bobby and I will be on there as well at some point. I ain't visiting that pod. I saw the guest list. It is mucho good, the uh, guest list that John has put together. So make sure you're subbed to that pod as well. Him and, and Nathan are doing great work over on that show. And it's just really cool to see PFF give John and give IDP a weekly episode in their podcast. So we are very excited for John and very excited to be on that show as well. Here for Macri's glow up. That's right. We knew it was coming. We knew it was coming. He's the best at it. I mean, he's, he deserves everything that's coming his way and uh, we couldn't be more proud of that dude. Uh We love you, John. We love you as well. And we will see you next time here on the IDP show. Y'all take care and we'll see you soon. I'm happy, happy, I'm happy like a peach in a tree There I am hanging around Hoping there'd be someone like you to pick me I'm happy, oh happy Lord I'm happy like the tree in the breeze There I am waving 
you're hoping that you'd sit by me.